Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first live episode of... You guys ready for this? Ready. Let's, let's, all together here, all together. Arcade Parlor! That was good. Uh, it's not there, guys. No, was, I, I don't think it's there. That was, that was a little rough. I, 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 we tried. Episode, episode 10. Uh, some of us have been here. You know, 10 episodes and a trailer. And we still can't do it. I went deep for <laughs> one that one of these one. days. I was in my belly. Maybe that made it worse. All right, I'll stay out of my belly next time. That's my bad. I let down Dan. Uh, Ashley, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome in uh, to our listeners. Uh, this is episode 10 of Arcade Parlor. Uh, the date today is June 10th. It is now uh, 3.44 p.m. Eastern. And we're doing this live. This is our very first live episode, uh, twitch.tv slash arcade parlor. That's where we're on right now. Uh, in the future, if you want to catch one of these live ones, we're still publishing them. But if you want to catch these, follow the channel. Tune in. We'll be live. We'll be live. Um, I am your host, David, also known as Poncho Taco, twitch.tv slash Poncho Taco. Uh, and around the room here with me, I have... Uh, I'll, I'll start where we typically start, right at the top. Ashley, hello. How hello, are you doing? Hello. I'm doing wonderful. So good to be here today. Let, let, let's hear it. Okay. Well, actually, I think, that, I think the tides have turned. How is that Florida weather? Oh, are we still jealous of the Florida weather? I don't think you would be. We're in hurricane season right now, so it has just been rainy and dreary and in the mid-90s. So if you felt like walking outside and just being wet you just come to florida that's uh the the heat will get you i'm not i'm not at all jealous I, I, <laughs> is anybody else here jealous of florida heat this time of year uh, I, I see a I, lot I, of heads shaking over here also I, I just wanted to make sure we gave everybody the full date today i know we said that the recording day um is june 10th uh we forgot the year it is zero eighty. um it is zero after Tears of the Kingdom, of course. <laughs> is this is this a new time measurement? AT in my world, absolutely it is. And I just want to make note that um, it is twenty nine days since Tears of the Kingdom has come out today, and the day this uh, this episode drops on Monday, um, it will officially be one month since the world was blessed with the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Amazing. <laughs> All right. This, this is okay. This is this is what we're talking. In one year, it'll be one eighty. Yes, one eighty. Exactly. We'll we'll, we'll 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 keep that going. We'll keep that going for you, Ashley. Okay. I already forgot. Uh, Ashley, welcome again. <laughs> yes. Ashley, welcome again. Uh, welcome back. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Uh, cheese pops. We got you here also. I'm just gonna say this. Who cares about me? Because we have an absolute legendary guest. <laughs> with us and i just want to hear him talk and be beautiful and amazing and i'm so excited i've already talked too much get me I, out of here i'm already excited to have hammer brother dave on <laughs> was it J hammer brother jake I <laughs> it, was a, it was a good name for 10 seconds it was good <laughs> hammer yes. suit jake. yes the hamster <laughs> The hamster, yeah, cheese pops. I love doing this. I'm so excited. <laughs> the biggest, I'm just going to be a fanboy this entire time. Just don't mind me. This is going to be excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Well, that brings us to our guest, our 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 tenth, no, our ninth guest, episode ten, ninth guest, eighth guest. We've 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 done two without guests, I think. We have. I don't know. Maybe maybe seven. I don't know. <laughs> it's our next guest, uh, GDQ champion, should I say? <laughs> Tanuki Dan, Woo! welcome on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Happy to be here. Uh, I'm Ashley Florida. Su- super. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, ca- I, I count my years using uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> that was the best impression ever. <laughs> Yar. It, it, it's like there's two Ashleys in here right now. It's magical. It's wonderful. I'm Tanuki Dan. Nice to, nice to meet you all. <laughs> Dan, awesome to have you on here. Got, I know we have some super awesome stuff to talk about uh, really soon. Uh, super excited. We know you were just at GDQ uh, last week. Uh, some awesome stuff happened for you there. And super so excited to hear about some of that in a little bit here. Absolutely. Um, guys, it's it's summer. It's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready for it, winter. It's like officially summer. <laughs> you, you're ready? I'm ready for winter. I. It's We, we went through a hot spell a week and a half ago where it was like 90 for like a week straight uh, here in Michigan. And then uh, now, now, not well, today it's 84, but the past while well, it's been in the low seventies, which hasn't been too bad, but summer's actually here. I'm seeing like my nieces and nephews, like they're out of school. And I'm like, man, I, I wish I, I wish I had three months off. Right yeah. Now. Right? <laughs> so I I'm love, so jealous. I love summer. And today is a very special day. It begins my birthday month so Ooh. i am unbearable Ooh. most days of the year but around my birthday is my wife's least favorite time <laughs> of the year because i'm like ooh, i want this Ooh, i want this Ooh, i want this Ooh, let's do this it's my birthday month you got to do what i say and, and there's she a billion is... things coming out right now too yeah oh my goodness oh she... yes so and, much and i love I love barbecuing. July 4th is so much fun for me because you just fire up the grill, hopefully have some good weather and just chill. And then a few days later, it's my birthday. I am unreasonable <laughs> at this time of year, and it is my favorite. And then once once the day after my birthday happens, the wife is like, you are not allowed to speak to me for at least one <laughs> week. <laughs> I, I miss that. I, I miss when uh, seasons like spring and fall were a thing that actually happened, like where it would slow build up into summertime. Now it's just like, all right, cool. Yes. You get one cool day and now it's 100 degrees. Yep. Record breaking heats yes. every year. I'm so sick of it. I hate it. <laughs> that that absolutely just at, like here where, where I'm at, you know, it was it was like 50 degrees at, at, at its warmest. Yep. And and then it hit 60 and things just started growing like crazy grass. Like Ooh. it was growing, it was growing out of control. And then overnight, like all the grass just died. Like everybody's lawn is just dried dead. out. Dead. It's all brown. It's yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, geez, geez. I'm glad I'm not grass. It's, right just, now. it's just beginning. <laughs> you know that Dave's um, the dad in the group because he's talking about his lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hashtag d- dad things. Just dad how, things. How often do you Just walk the perimeter things. to make sure everything <laughs> is like good? Because you have to do that. Like, either do you do it at night, the morning, right when you come home from work? When is the perimeter check to make sure everything passes dad standards? I I, I do like to look out our front window at the nicely uh nicely like edged yard and everything. 
Uh, and, and I do admire it uh, quite <laughs> quite a bit. I look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm done mowing. I'm done edging, done weed whacking. And I just stand out there, hands on my hips, you know, just, just looking at the work that I've done. <laughs> How do you acknowledge your good work? Do you give a subtle nod or do you just, <laughs> yeah. is it all yeah. internal? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. S- subtle mm-hmm. nod. And then I go to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee right afterwards. Perfect. <laughs> I, I deserve that Slurpee. I deserve it. Extra large with the the bubble. Do they still have the bubble lids? The dome. Yes. What? Yep. Why did Slurpees get the dome lid? Like, why did they? You know what? This is not enough for this. Is it because they won't leak out? Or? I think so. If if it's pure liquid, I, I think it, because of the way it's. I mean, it, it, it goes over the sides, right? So it's not like inside of it. It's out over the sides. I think if it's liquid, it would probably. I, I don't know. I have a strong Next distrust. There, maybe I'll just fill it up with like. Those, those bubble lids make me nervous every time. I'm too. I'm me just, too. They are. Yeah. Me I'm, too. If we were ever in the same place, any of my Ashley, Dan, I'm like these. They give extra bubble lids for these guys just to get the anxiety through the roof. Regular lid for me. Well, these guys want the bubble well, lid. Well, well, I'll tell you when, when you when you when you've had as many Slurpees as I have, you kind of build a relationship. Yeah, you try uh, with these lids, yep. and and you know the intent. Like they they are in their integrity. You know, they, they, they have they have integrity and I trust them. We have an expert over all these years. Yes. Yes. I, I, I absolutely trust them with with my life. I, I would trust these lids. I, I, I've, had too many accidents. I, I've had too many accidents with the bubble lids and in, in my adulthood. I'm not sure if it's just like the come and go specifically bubble lids, but I, I no longer trust them. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I flat lid it all the way now. Same. Uh, even with the Slurpee, even with the Slurpee. That's unless it's an official icy brand, unless it's icy, uh, they're the only they're the only bubble lids I trust. Are those still the they best? Are, that is a different consistency too. Yep. Yeah, the drink. It's different because, yep. like a gas station one, it's almost more liquidy. It's yeah. almost just like a frozen. There's something different about Icy's the are different. icy one. They're different. Uh, I'm not sure what it is that, but they, they just they're, they're I don't know. They're like <laughs> firmer yet softer at the same time. Maybe it's just using extra carbonation, and that's what causes it. No idea. But they're Hopefully wonderful. Hopefully, someone from Icy is listening to this podcast. It's like, we got to sponsor these Hit guys. Hit me up. Hit me up. Right now. You will put, <laughs> I will put an Icy machine right here. And yeah, I will drink right it. Right there. Bring it back red, right? the banana. I need banana flavor back. Give me my banana Icy's. I've never oh, had to tell the story. <laughs> it tastes okay. I, it tastes just like <laughs> banana Laffy Taffy. So if you like banana Laffy Taffy, it's the best flavor. It's like the best Icy in the world. I, I, I don't think I can... I, I I can't get behind that. I I, I can't. My new goal is to try it. It it is it is my favorite flavor of anything ever. It's wow. so good. I think, every road trip, I think I'm gonna go into an icy store or like every gas station I go into. Good luck finding I'm banana. Go up to the, that, good luck. Yeah, good luck. They they have been like take like icy like now only has like four flavors everywhere. Well, it's red and blue, right? Yep. What else would they red, have? Red, blue, Coca Cola. Oh, is it Coke? Okay, I couldn't remember if they partnered with Coke or Pepsi. That's Man, I feel like Pepsi would be really good with uh, Icy because Icy is like Pepsi's sweeter, even though I think it actually has less sugar than Coke. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone actually like I, blue? I mean, like like the uh, like the blue raspberry or whatever I mean, flavor. I do, is but about? I'm always gonna, if I have the, the choices, I'm I almost always going to go cherry. Yeah. And, and they have like they have like strawberry and white cherry, and I always go for the white cherry. Unless they have banana, which is never. 
<laughs> I, I think my my ICs around me are very different. <laughs> with me, with me, it's either like the Coke or the Red. That's typically the only things that are offered at, at places by me. Unless I go to the movie theater, then then they'll have like then they'll have the blue and stuff like that. Um, but <laughs> they don't have many around me for for the icy brand specifically. Yeah, they're, they're actually you, you you like banana stuff, right? Okay, you like banana flavored uh, I, slurpees and stuff. I, I think. knew you were gonna say something. Now, the, Poncho and I have known each other a very long time on this platform, and I I know that he has a very very deep love for slurpees. So he knows my slurpee story, which is very quick because I've had one in my lifetime. Uh, but I was uh, I was at work one day, and I was like, oh, it's it's Seven Eleven today. They have free Slurpees. I've never had one. I want to say I was maybe like in my early 20s. I was like, I'm going to go to 7-Eleven. Now, I'm not like a big sweet person. I didn't grow up on like juice and all that stuff. And I had never had a, a Slurpee before. So I go in the 7-Eleven. I'm like, oh, which one do I want? I'm looking and I'm like, oh, banana. I like banana. Why oh, not? No. And, oh, it was my first one. I, I got it. I was all excited. And I walk out of the 7-Eleven. I get in my car and I shut the door. My music's cranking. I was like, yeah, my first sip ever of a Slurpee. Oh my God! I never spat something out so fast <laughs> in my life. I don't think I was. I didn't. First of all, I didn't know it was carbonated. I had no clue. Had no clue Slurpees were carbonated until that moment. So you got hit with so, all sorts of uh, feelings. It was a lot. It was texturally a lot for me, and I have never ever had a Slurpee since. That's such a good moment. I love that Poncho set you up to immediately, like one of the first things our amazing guest says is, "I love banana Slurpees." Poncho's like, "Ashley, you want to tell a story?" Oh, when people, watch this, when people watch this video, if you watch this, because uh, we're live right now, um, if you watch the vod or if you watch this on YouTube, check out Poncho Taco's face as soon as Dan mentions a banana icy, and he, because and, he knows he's gonna. <laughs> bring this up because it's he when, he when i told him this the first time he was like it's because you had a banana one bro <laughs> do, do, do you do you like banana flavored like drinks and stuff ashley like are you, do you like the banana flavor a lot the only banana it's actually funny because uh tanuki dan just said this the only banana flavored thing that i like is banana laffy taffy that's the only thing that i like that's banana flavored it's it's kind of it's like i wonder it was it an icy brand that you had because I feel like there's one weird gas station uh, banana flavoring I got <laughs> myself. Uh, just weird Walmart gas station had a banana thing. Ugh. I was like, well, it's not an icy, but I'm going to try it. And I remember it being garbage. So I'm wondering. Yeah, this was like an official Slurpee from a It was on 7-Eleven, like Slurpee, yeah. Slurpee Day that I got it. So the I didn't pay for one, it. But... The icy one, I, if you ever see it, give it another shot. Because <laughs> it tastes just like banana Laffy Taffy. And I actually will. Like, if anything, if you just see an icy, because they're different. Icy's are different. They're Never just had. so smooth and soft. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's almost like carbonated snow. It's so magical. Ooh, okay. You have my word. I will try, and I will let everybody know if I see an icy uh, anywhere here in South Florida. I'll get it and let y'all know. What if I just like secretly hate them? I'm just getting Ashley to do more things she's gonna hate. <laughs> 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 we, we 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 chatted about this offline before, right? Let's <laughs> talk about banana flavor. You guys try this thing. It's oh gonna be You're gonna love it. It's so good. <laughs> they changed the recipe. No more plantains. Now it's 100% banana. You're, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be Goodbye. so good. <laughs> oh man, amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's I, I, I can't get behind banana flavored. Uh, other, other than like a smoothie, like I could do banana, like peanut butter, 
smoothie oh, like that's yeah. good oh yeah that's good but i think carbonation is i i it's the mix right there when you get carbonation i i, I can't go I, I can't go any further with it <laughs> i get it i get it I like how a video Summer- game podcast, the first 20 minutes, is banana slurpee talk, and I couldn't be more yes. for it. I, mean, I got, I got, this- I got some amazing banana slurpee stories, to be honest. I, I Pretty much my entire friend group in Arkansas uh, started because of, I, I was like, I, I uh, for a while I was working retail at Target, and I was also working like, I was a second assistant in like Taco Bell, and I just got done wow. being a funeral director, which is crazy, but uh uh, I, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be in the, the funeral business anymore. I just want to do something a little bit more chill. And uh, I went to uh, the local Target and they had the banana icy. And that was the main reason I applied there. I literally, wow. I, so what they, they, I had was doing my interview and I was talking with them. <laughs> and uh, I was like, so uh, I, I saw that the, the banana flavor is gone. When's that coming back? And literally like well the first thing i asked him after saying hey you're hired and that ended up being uh my manager directly over me uh the man told her the story and then we immediately became friends afterwards and now we're still (laughs) friends to this day she's like a mod in my channel and everything like that like we're just one of my best friends it all started from banana ices more so that just shows how much research we do here at arcade parlor we knew that and actually, she's here right now. Do you want to? No, I'm just kidding. That was just your luck. I can talk about banana ices all day. That's one of my. I, oh. I, I think my favorite part here is, uh, like, like you said, you had just gotten her. You know, at that point, most people are like, OK, I, I have a vacation set for, you know, in a month from now. You know, it's non-refundable. I, you know, I, I need these two days off or something like that. But no, it's it's when, when is the banana flavor coming back? When, when is it? <laughs> That's the important. When's stuff. it coming back? It's just like, all right, you're hired. Cool. Now about this icy. <laughs> Wasted no time. <laughs> oh, so you okay? You I, said it after you were yeah, hired. After I was it hired. Wasn't, okay. Because I was like, all right, cool. I'm officially on the inside. They they don't have to hide this information. They could be honest about whether it's coming back or not. I'm gonna know if 100. And he asked because he's like, you know, you know what? We actually don't control the flavors. I learned a lot of inside information. Uh, Based on sales depends on what flavors they send out to uh, the places like for ICs or I'm assuming it's probably the same for a lot of like slushy places like, all right, this is doing good here. We're going to send it to these new stores and whatever. So I I, I went undercover finding out about the banana ICs like I went in deep. Do you know how many red flags if you were an interviewer and you're doing that thing that like the exercise (laughs) they do where they're like, well, do you have any questions for us? When is the banana flavored icy coming back? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of how I did it. It was, it was pretty similar to that. I like I changed tone and everything. I was like, like a big smile on my face, and they're like, "When's so when's the?" Got real serious real fast. <laughs> oh, he started laughing immediately. He started. He was like, "What?" <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Probably, probably never had never had a single person ever ask no. about the bananas icy in the history of that store. I was the anybody, only customers, one. anybody. That's part. Whenever he would tell the story to other people, he'd be like, "I've never had anyone ask me about that freaking banana flavor ever, <laughs> ever." And they, then like it was like it became like ever. Whenever I was introduced to people, I was the banana icy guy. Like no joke. It's actually why. So on my channel, uh, one of my mascots is a banana, and it's it's literally. Uh, ties into uh, my love for banana flavored things. 
this, this lore. Look, look at this lore we get on this podcast. This is amazing. I <laughs> never knew lore. how connected we really were just through <laughs> slushed carbonated banana. It's the small things. You you never know. You never know. I I've never wanted one more in my entire life. Like I need to try. This is now like my holy grail of ICs. The banana icy. I, I'm making everyone want this product that almost doesn't exist anymore. Like, good luck. <laughs> I, I was its only fan. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. No one liked it. Tested poorly, but the one tested person that poorly. approved it, it's like, there's going to be one guy. We're going to change his life. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm like looking it up now and trying to find somewhere that has banana ices. And like the last post about one was like 2017. Aww. It's going to be at, like, a Godfather's Pizza in Utah. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah, got to go somewhere. I, I, like, I, I got to start driving, so I got to cut this short. Thanks for having me. The last remaining Kmart. Oh, my God. The, oh, the, amazing, lag blo- the last uh, uh, Blockbuster has one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where it's at. It's that Blockbuster. Oh my god. Get that with your with your copy of I don't know Planet of the Apes as you're going out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Dan again, welcome into the podcast here. Good to be here. Uh super happy to have you here. Uh I know we have a lot of stuff to talk about here. Mainly banana uh, ices. And l- 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is more to this this episode than just banana ices, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Don't let them lie to you. Um <laughs> <laughs> GDQ is secretly about banana ices. That's the only reason I went. Yes, it, it's backed by big banana ices. Be, 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 you don't, you, you can't escape them. They're after you. <laughs> that one guy sitting there. They're onto us. They're onto us. How did he find out? See, I, I asked. <laughs> I got the information. As soon as I got hired, I was. I got you now. This is all a trick to get Ashley to try banana ices. It really is. None of this is true, yeah. Ashley. It's working. The, the, the. Uh, again, Dan, welcome in. Um, super happy to have you on super here. And I know our listeners have been uh, excited for this too. When we put it out there, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people talking about it, getting excited for this. So, uh, again, on behalf of RK Parlor, welcome aboard. Um, let's have a good time. Let's have a good time. I'm, I'm already having a good time. Let, let's keep it going. I am down. Um, so, so Dan, um, you are. Obviously, Twitch streamer, you have other avenues also of providing content and stuff like that. You want to tell us tell us where you started from? Like, uh, what, what, like, uh, did, did you start on Twitch first? Did you start somewhere else? And, and how you got to where you are right now? So I pretty much it's it's kind of a sad story. Um, when I started out, I started making like YouTube videos many, many years ago with my brother, Brad. Now he's super, he's super shy, uh, way better at everything like he's way better at music way better at like production quality you know he kind of say set stuff up and uh, he's always like oh you're so funny dan let's let's do this let's make this edit, edited review game reviews angry video game nerd style because everyone and their grandma will try to do <laughs> like video game reviews like oh this game sucks blah 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 whatever and uh i was like I'm very wishy-washy and I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be good at doing that, you know? And he always tried to push me to do it. And, um, about six years ago now, he lost his fight with depression. And, um, that's when I kind of went from, I am not, I should have been doing all these things with him. I should have been making all these memories with him. Um, 
And that's when I started like streaming because back when it was just in TV, you know, just Justin.tv before it was even Twitch, Brad was always like, hey, you should do this. You'd be so good at streaming because uh, I'd always be like, I I'm, I'm a musician and my shield at parties would be to pick up a guitar and do like a little improv song because uh, it was easier than having a uh, conversation with someone. I could do something observational. Hey, person over there drinking a beer or whatever. It was, it was much easier for me. I, I used to be really, really shy. I used to have uh, anxiety uh, real bad. And um, I was like, well, now that Brad's not here, I, I really feel like I need to prove him right. You know, I needed to do that for me. So after sure. after I lost him, I started to start streaming and um, I started doing like edited videos again. Um, I started like recording music again, like making albums and stuff like that. And uh, it just kind of just carrying his memory uh, got me to where I am today. I'm, I'm a partner on both YouTube and Twitch. And um, it, it pretty much is all just in love and memory of, of my brother. That's awesome. That, 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 that's really beautiful. That That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I never knew that about you. And you have like one of the most positive communities that I've ever been a part of. And, uh, that's really beautiful. I never knew what was what drove you, and uh, really, really cool to hear that <laughs> that's that side of the story. That's like on my my card of things to talk about, like how welcoming your stream is. Like you pop in there, just say hi. Like the community, <laughs> the culture you've created. So many people say hi, what's up, and it's it's not just super polite hi. It's like hey, fun. We're welcome buddies in. now. What's hi, up? welcome yeah. in. This is how we make fun of each other. You're well. You're more than welcome to make fun of us, and it's such a positive way. And I think there's so many people that want that, like not the cookie cutter welcome, but the welcome buds. We're willing to josh yeah. each other, and it's just the cool, your community that you have there. It just it makes like because I didn't know that story either. It just makes so much sense now. Like hey, going from a place of shyness to anxiety, like how would I feel included in this? And you do it yep. so well. You do it so well. You kill it, buddy. Thank you. That's the thank you. I, it's definitely deliberate. I, I really, as someone who, it, and that's, it's, everyone's always thought I was nice. Like my entire life, I've always worried about it. I was like, oh, what if I was actually rude or what if I actually made feel someone else feel unincluded? Um, to add an addendum to that, I was homeschooled till I was 13. Um, so I didn't have many friends. Uh, and then being, going to public school, having to learn to talk to people and, how it felt to be like lonely or to feel like you had no friends. And it, it, I definitely do my best to ensure that I approach every person coming in as someone who might have shared those feelings. Maybe they feel lonely. Maybe they have anxiety. Maybe they have suffered from depression. Now I, I want to make sure that every person that comes in to my stream feels welcome and I do my very best to like, I'll still be a little lewd and crude sometimes. I swear. I'm like <laughs> today we're not going to, I'm keeping it PG, but I, I swear just if anyone does come into my stream, uh, <laughs> I do swear, but generally we keep things pretty wholesome and friendly. And uh, I, I really do my best to ensure that every person who comes in, unless you're just outright a person you don't want around. <laughs> and this is just, just outright like a jerk and i'm just like I, i'm a pretty i'm like very quick to be like oh banned you know like send me unbanned right, requested right. a few months if you want i guess so generally if you're you have to be pretty crappy to upset me most of the time uh but uh, I, I really do my best to make sure no one feels like i used to feel 
That that's my I appreciate goal. you letting me back in too. I mean, that was my bad at the start. <laughs> <laughs> so so when when did you say that you you first started streaming? When when was um, that? Um, I want to say oh, maybe like six years ago. I think I think it's six okay. years ago. Like it, it was. Uh, I had started up an account like a few months before and did, did like a test stream in like December, I want to say 2018. Uh, but it could have been longer than that now. Like well, I have ADHD, so my uh, dates and stuff like that, just pff, gone. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> right. I had to be reminded of my <laughs> sister's birthday, even though like we, we, we had them together for like 20 years. <laughs> Oh man, I, I'm horrible with family members' birthdays. Like I, I, for some reason, my brother's always sticks in my head, and my mom's does because she's the day before me. Tech, uh, her birthday is, and then my sister, my dad. I, I can never remember their birthdays until it's like the day of. Like I, I think I've, I, I think I finally put it in my Google Calendar to like alert me a week before or something like that. I think I finally did do that. So I do get a notification that there's a birthday. I'm like, oh, okay. That's the promo. And I have nieces and nephews and I don't know. My, my wife tells me when it's their birthday. So I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Send, send 20 bucks. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dan, at what point when you started streaming, because you were I'm assuming still working and all that stuff, how long was it, was it like into your stream journey that you were like, whoa, I need to start taking this seriously and like, quit jobs and like focus on just this um i pretty much waited until i was partner really like yeah i i, I as um I, nearing the, like the last year of that like that partner grind i was only working at uh target at the time so i was i dropped the i dropped taco bell and i dropped um uh, the studio in in Hot Springs, Arkansas, that I was doing work at. So I, I ended up like going from I was working literally sixty hours a week, and then streaming three three days a week, you know, like for like two or three hours, and not really getting any growth from that because that's just like how Twitch works. If you're only streaming a couple days a week, a couple hours, you're you're not ever getting anywhere. And as I started getting past that threshold. Of you know getting the past that like the ten average viewers like <laughs> once you get past that threshold I was like all right cool I'm making enough to justify streaming more hours uh, I grew up yeah. poor so I'm always going to be like I'm not ever going to drop anything until I'm a hundred percent feeling safe for it sure sure definitely did you did you start with Mario streaming no like Mario what were you doing first so. There's a second half of my username that I can't say because of PG stream, but the, the originally my username comes from my love of games like Pocky and Rocky and Mystical Ninja. If you if you know anything about Tanuki lore, you know why I can't say the the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the, just just if, if you are in cu curious about yokai uh, lore, it's definitely a very interesting stuff. You get to know more about Tom Nook from Animal Crossing, right? Um, but I originally started streaming. <laughs> games from japan uh japan only games and board games oddly enough wow um i didn't start really? playing mario until my little sister she moved to south korea and she's like hey i, I got these games and i could be playing um you should play mario maker because I, I used to play I, my our entire childhood was mario so uh i even learned how to type and 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 read and do math because of mario because once again i was homeschooled wow uh, so like I, I was 
I got the state's fastest typer award. I, my mom has the trophies. I'll have to get a picture of them sometime. 216 oh words per minute for one minute typings and 197 Whoa. words per minute for three minute typings. And it's all because uh, Mars teaches typing. We were just, I was just wow. obsessively typing it. And my older sister, when she was in the same grade, she also got the typing award. So, of course, I didn't keep up with, with what her words per minute were. I just kept up with mine. Um, <laughs> but in, while I was learning math, my mom was doing this thing. It's like, all right, so if, you, if a Goomba's worth 100 points and you step on two Goombas, how many points do you have? And we had this, this chalkboard door yes. that I would do math on. I was like, oh, that's 200 points. And then she's like, all right, so if you beat this level. And she, she started eventually making it word problems because my mom was a teacher, homeschooled. And uh, it's sure. it like, oh, let's, let's, you, you have 300 seconds on the clock. Each second's worth this and any points. And you jumped on this many Goombas and I'd have to do the math of it. So Mario was very huge in my family, but I was also broke. So I didn't have, I when Mario maker one came out, I was like, I can't just go buy it. Um, yeah. My little sister gave me her copy and I uh, just, just started playing it. And um, I wasn't even still then I wasn't too much of a Mario maker streamer just yet because I was just like, still trying to figure it out. I didn't get like a billion viewers still at that point. And uh, the thing that kind of made me become a Mario Maker streamer is, was I've been a big fan of Carl Sagan 42 pretty much, I guess, like nine years now. I'm trying to remember wow. when he did a Yoshi Island run for Games Done Quick. Uh, I, I was watching that and I've discovered that after finding uh, PJ doing a speed run of Lagoon, this really awful Super Nintendo game that I have a, I have a deep love for. Um, but anyway... Uh, I was about to do my very last stream. It was the day after Valentine's Day because I was about to have to get another job. I was working three jobs and I was about to try to look for a fourth. I was like, I'm going to have zero time to stream. I was yeah. going to give it up. I was about to sell all my music gear. And that day, Carl Sagan 42 raided me with like 2000 people. And I was like, holy crap, my 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 favorite streamer to watch, my favorite content creator to watch just raided me and I sang him a song. And like I welcomed him in, I was I was shaking, I was nervous, wow. and he immediately was like, "Whoa, no one's ever just sang a song for me before." Whenever I get rated or I get a bunch of subs on my channel, I'm like, "Oh, here's an improv song as a thank you because music is my shield." I'll I'll pick up my guitar. It makes it makes my anxiety go down. It makes it easier for me to uh, welcome people in and give a little something back as well. Just like, hey, here's something just for you. And Carl's like, this is the first time anyone's done something like this. He made it rain some gift subs and his entire community ended up giving me like three paychecks worth of like tips, donations oh, and subs. Wow. And I was like, oh, OK, well, this now I don't have to get a fourth job. I don't have to sell all my music equipment. So like literally in one stream, I was like, well, they, they said in his chat, like a bunch of people in his chat, I was like, well, you're a Mario Maker streamer now. And I was like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if, if that's if cool. that's what y'all want, I love this game. I just couldn't find an audience no matter what I did. I like I feel like I've always been the same person. I've always been friendly, I've always done like music. I feel like I've always done stuff that's a little bit different than a lot of streamers do. A lot of streamers like I, I feel like Cheese Pops has gotten kind of like gotten to the point, and it actually also does ways to really kind of break out of that typical just like, oh, just watch me play the game. Okay, bye. It's it's a community. We're all just hanging out. We're all we're all doing stuff. We 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 go to other scenes and we really pull people into the conversation. We're not just like, oh, you watch me play game now. Okay, bye. You know, like we actually <laughs> right. care. We actually care about people. We, oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> 
I, 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 I'm not good enough at the game to, to do that because if, if it was only the game content the only that people were coming for, they'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, we're out. Yep. We're out. But yeah, that's pretty much like <laughs> it, it, I went from originally games from Japan and board games, and then uh, Carl's community saved the stream and made me a Mario Maker streamer. And I feel like I'm actually kind of slowly getting back to what I used to do, which was playing indie games and games from Japan and stuff like that. And I'm trying to figure out ways to make my way back to getting exposure to these more hidden games that a lot of people in America never played. What it's a, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. It's a crazy journey. Two things for you. Number one, you ruined my day when you brought up word problems because I forgot about those. <laughs> and as a kid from Pittsburgh, those were my, I'm not a smart guy, Tanuki Dan. And two plus two, I got it. But two apples plus two bananas, I'm out. I can't, I don't understand. Okay. This is not numbers. But second, if you had to recommend one Japan only game, what would you say? Like, I'm more of a retro dude. Like, what? not to put you on the spot, but uh, I would for... love to, to try something. Um, so have you ever played Mystical Ninja? Maybe. Uh, Gombari Go On <laughs> 2, which is the second uh, Super Nintendo Mystical Ninja, is absolutely wonderful. Is that is that with Goemon? Am I thinking of the right yep. series? That's okay, it. yeah, I played I played one of them for like two hours straight one day. I want to get back into it. I love the RPG platforming. I love that mix. Um, also, if you like uh, Zelda... Um, Gumpel, like Gunman's Proof, it's like Western Zelda is the best way I can really kind of like describe it. Like it, it, it's very lighthearted, um, goofy and fun, um, but very Zelda, very puzzly. It, it's super duper good. Excellent. That's that's so cool. And now, like, I already liked Carl before. Now, like. I'm in love with him apparently because yeah. the fact that he he's I wouldn't he's not be streaming only today. It, his content, not that's awesome. Your content, that's insane. That's so cool. I, I, to him. I feel like I have a billion different moments of where if just one thing was slightly different, everything would be completely different. Yeah, it was meant to be. I, I did a thing I, in stream the other day. I was playing Spelunky before I got the Hundun run. I literally said in chat, I was like, "Hey, I will do one more attempt if someone gives one bit." And I did that with someone gave one bit and I did the attempt. And I was like, hey, we beat it. That one wow. bit changed everything. Because if no one gave a bit, I was just going to end stream. That's how right. little you have to do to completely change everything. It's just one bit. You know, one, one thing, one tiny thing, one, one word, one tiny thing changes everything completely. It just It shocks me there's an alternate reality universe out there where you are a mortician. I just would never have predicted that. <laughs> like, you know, I just, I can't see it. You're so bright and vibrant. You play video games. And the last thing I would think of is funeral home director. Like yep. that's yeah, a I was, million years. I embalmer funeral, funeral director for two years. Wow. Wow. Everything led yeah, here. I never would have suspected that. Never would have suspected that. Still like to meet that guy. I'm wondering what his personality is, you know. Very similar same, to, right? to this. Very uh, similar. I was really good about being there for people. Um, I, I originally wanted to be a, a nurse or a doctor, but I, I was thinking like, man, if I accidentally, like if someone died under me, I it would haunt me, even yeah. if it wasn't my fault. And I was like, well, 
crap, I learned all this thing about drawing, all these things about drawing blood and where all these vital points of the body were. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, hey, you know what that actually works really good for? Embalming. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't kill them now. They're already dead. We're, I got this. That's true. And, and then, I, at least I, I hope you're not killing. Yeah, at least them. I, I we, we always double check, but um. And and then the rest of it was just being for people in one of their rough, roughest spots. You know, I didn't quit the job because I did dislike the work or anything like that. I ended up quitting the job just because my boss was uh, crazy. I, I couldn't handle the boss. <laughs> um, but the work itself, being there for people, are, are there's just so many memories I have that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. Uh, there was one where it's just a, a very important one to me was a little girl lost her mom and um i started asking her about like what her hobbies were and what she was into and she said that you know she liked singing songs for her mom she played guitar and it's a little, little seven eight year old girl um and i was like oh well i'm i'm a musician and i was like do you have any picks at home like the, like well she's like no i don't have any picks i lost them all and um, she came from home like kind of kind of a hoarder house like the mom wasn't in yeah. the best of health it, and her living situation wasn't exactly the best and mm -hmm. I had a whole handful of picks. So I, I said, put these in your pocket and take this pick and play a song just for your mom tonight. And this little girl just like face lit up and she walked up to the casting and she started talking to her mom. It's like, I'm going to play you a song tonight. I, I got some oh. new picks and she, and it just like that will forever be with me forever. Dan, I you warm my belly so much. You, this is why your stream is so good. Like you're a good soul. You make the world a better place. I am so pumped to be sitting here talking to you, dude. Like, man, you're incredible. I have to add on to that quickly because the just the word warm. Like, you ever like, are you ever in your home and you turn the AC down too low and you're freezing? And there's that moment where, where like you sit on the couch with like a warm blanket and it's the best feeling ever. That is a Tanuki Dan stream for me. Like, I'm the youngest twitch account that's sitting in this room right now and i i remember the days when i first got onto twitch and i didn't know any streamers and i heard about tanuki dan and i was so intimidated to go in there i was like oh he's this big streamer like i don't want to go in there like i'm never going to get heard i knew nothing and then it took me way too long to actually go <laughs> to a tanuki dan stream and i will never forget the first time I was acknowledged at the mod said hello to me and I was like why did I not come here sooner I felt <laughs> like family on day one and I don't want to you know sit here and just compliment you all day long but I really could because that's that's how good you feel in a Tanuki dance stream so thank you for your beautiful community and the atmosphere that you created because it's really made you a role model in the Mario Maker community for sure thank you thank you I feel like someone Absolutely. needs to say something mean yeah, me too. Oh, Joe, you're up. <laughs> I, I can't say anything mean. I mean, he's got his perfect hair. I, I, right? I, can't, I can't. I mean, I can't even make fun of the hair. I I, I can't do anything. <laughs> it's so funny, like the bald Mario community versus the hair Mario community, and then you have those in the middle who are the balding Mario community. <laughs> you know, we can't forget the balding. And so we're so inclusive of everybody. But I feel like. The, we're a hair room right now. Yeah, we're 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 a room full Blow of hair. The hat, it's good. You know, it, it's it's one hundred percent bald. You have that. I got the skull. You have going. that look right here, and it's just really long. 
<laughs> just complete ball, just all the way around. Oh, yes. the skullet. Yes. You know? The skullet. The skullet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jokes like so, that. So all the reason Cheese Pops got partner. <laughs> yeah, that that that's it. That's it. With my so, so Dan, is superb. You, you you you've been on Twitch for a while, and last week, you know, you know, being 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 a. Uh, I don't I don't know the word to use being a person who's been on Twitch for a while. Well known. Uh, obviously, you went to an event last week yes. of uh, uh, GDQ uh, games done quick. Um, How was that? How was that for you? I mean, um, you went there for a couple days, right? Yep. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. We we as a whole, the community ended up raising uh, like two point. Three million dollars for oh. Doctors Without Borders, which is absolutely amazing. Um, That's awesome. This is my second time getting to be a part of SGDQ, my second time running. Um, but this is my first time being a part of the winning team for the relay race. Um, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I The year before, I had some issues. I, I used to always use like a PlayStation uh, 5 controller. And then before that, I had a modded PlayStation 4 controller with segmented D-pad that I used for playing Mario Maker because um, I, I didn't want to use joystick. Mm -hmm. um, but the first year, uh, I was on team with Aura and Just Cook, uh, two awesome, huge maker streamers that uh, I my controller wasn't working with the adapter we had to use because COVID was still like super oh. hot on everyone's minds and 2022 and so like all right well we can't pass controllers so we're using this adapter to where everyone's controller that was connected acted as controller one and my modified controller was not working so i had to use a pro controller for the first time and i just felt awful because like i oh, I, I, I was hitting wrong buttons i was uh you i feel like my gameplay just looked terrible it wasn't a good representation representation of me as a player and you know I, even still like even this year i feel like i didn't play my absolute best but i had my moments i got a level clear i was really good about seeing what to do while in the moment, I was really good when I wasn't playing, being like, hey, you should do this. Hey, you need to do this kind of movement here. And then they're like, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I see it now. And so I was actually got to feel like I was involved with the victory this year. The year before, I, I felt like I was to blame for the loss. <laughs> this year, I got to feel like I was part of the victory. I was really part of the team. And I got to be a part of you know, raising money for a good cause and is just one of my favorite events, period. You know, like I just love Games Done Quick. So getting to not only be part of this huge charity event, but to actually be part, do well, to do well, uh, felt felt amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm really glad that I got to be a part of that. And also for the for everyone that's team maker here, the Mario Maker teams, we brought in so much money just for the relay yes. race alone. Yes. Peak viewership. So that was incredible. Peak viewership oh. was for the relay. Like the Mario Maker, let's go. We rocked it. We rocked uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Whoever says Mario Maker is a dead game, uh, check the numbers from GDQ because that yeah. segment was so hype and let me say one more thing um before we continue about gdq because as a, as somebody who was watching the whole time everybody knew the name tanuki dan during that relay race because yet you not only did you have the one clear for your team which was so hype but 
the information that you got for your team, like the announcers were like, oh, look at Tanuki Dan. He's just playing so well. Like, I mean, you were a superstar and I, I thought you played so so well even the moments where you weren't the one who cleared the level you just you made it so far and i it, it's funny like for people who are watching we don't get to know like or hear you guys talking to each other and figuring things out together like you know so it's it's kind of cool to hear the lore of like you know everyone kind of doing the whispers and figuring things out together i really feel like us talking together too is the main reason that we were able to pull out the win overall because i mean we were mm -hmm. going Absolutely. against Th thab aura hanga <laughs> like literally those names are the legends of mario maker like they, they're like pretty much if like it, it it wouldn't have been much worse having Barb thrown in there, or Grand Pooh Bear. We we were going against the elites, you know, and and everyone on our team was kind of the newer group. Like we were yes. the we were the the mm -hmm. newer Twitch par partners, mm -hmm. you know, like we were the newer Twitch streamers going against these well-known legends for years. And I actually have a very interesting moment. Like so, Grand Pooh Bear came in. And he's like, "All right, who's my team?" And he he was the the team leader of Panga Fab. Aura and Casper. And he was like, oh, got it. Yeah, cool. Jo already done. We already won. And I can't blame him for, I can't blame him for feeling that way. I, I'm like, I, I, I don't, if, if someone told me that, that like, oh, my team is these people, like the, the, the greats, cool. All right, nice. So long, losers, I'm out. And uh, <laughs> I really do think the way that we talk to each other, and you can see the energy on stage. Like there was a picture uh, uh, even their uniforms, they look like they're Weezer, the blue album. And yes. you, got, you got us. Yep. You got yep. us. Uh, our team was standing together and we look like a bunch of friends just hanging out. We're like, yeah, we're like doing poses and stuff like that. And you're just like, and like, no, no offense <laughs> to them. They're, they're legends. They, they, it looked good. That pose looked good on them. Their seriousness looked yes. great. I loved it. It was perfect. Um, but I, I feel like you could tell that we were we're like constantly giving each other information and they're they were they knew what they were doing. They knew yeah. what they were doing. So they didn't need to talk to each other all the time. And um, I think that that us communicating constantly is how we kept progressing through not only little curbs and shoujo being complete monsters, but us talking through and make, confirming what to do next. I really do think that helped us get ahead and pull out the wins because we were just constantly communicating and reinforcing what we think we need to do. This was the, uh, I, I think honestly the first GDQ that I've watched. Um, really? At, at least it, it, I mean, I, I've stopped in occasionally over the couple of years, but I'm not, I'm, I'm like the hugest speed runner, uh, watcher. I mean, Mario maker is a little different, right? Yeah. It is kind of speed runnish, but you don't know what you're going to be playing, right? Yep. It's not like you have your 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 direct route. The you know you have to kill okay this boss and this many hits or whatever to, in order to go further. And I think that's the coolest thing about Mario Maker is that there's a lot. And obviously, I was about to say there's a lot of tech that we all know, but apparently we don't. Yeah. And, uh, um. And and to see that like on the fly, nobody knows what's coming up. And how wild it can get, especially when you have glitch levels being thrown in there. Right? Yeah. You're basically playing a ROM hack at this point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with that, especially that portal level. That was insane. I, I tried crazy. to download that while you guys were playing it. It's and already, it was already, it was already gone. Like, gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was already gone. Um, but like 
just stuff like that makes, I think, especially that segment super fun because nobody knows truly what to expect. And you just have four people just playing like crazy. Everyone's like, oh, look, team whatever over here. Team perchance. Look, this, you know, little curve is on, a, is on a run here. Look at this. Look at this. And then and then it maybe completes it, maybe doesn't. I don't know. But it, it gets really hype out of like absolutely nowhere. Everyone would be grinding the same spot. Yep. And then out of nowhere, somebody gets a break finally and it gets real hype. Everyone's freaking out. Like, is this the run? Yep. And uh, I think that alone makes that segment really fun just because it's like nobody knows. You you can be prepared all you want. But these levels, I mean, like you said, we it's have the, it's the most you know, unique three of thing. the biggest hitters. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Yeah, generally for I, I do think like also like with having like ADHD, it maker just suits me a lot better because I've I've learned some speedrun stuff like Pocking Rocky, one of the games that inspired my name. Um, I, I I've learned so many things about that, and I could submit a run right now that would get me, you know, like on the leaderboard. You know, I'd be on the leaderboard, and, and not not num not number one or anything like that, but I I could submit a competent time. Uh, that's like. I think it was like 29 minutes is my fastest and like it wouldn't be dead last but it wouldn't be wouldn't be near first but <laughs> I, I despite learning all these different tricks i just can't do the same thing over and over again and not be completely bored with it with maker even if a level is like the same kind of like theme or you know even if it's a similar layout it's still different i don't get bored I, right. I am. I, I have thousands and thousands of hours in this game, and I'm still impressed every day by something that someone's made. Level design is art, and as a musician and artist myself, I can't help but appreciate it. Even if a level sucks, I try to find something good to say about it. Sometimes I'm like, "Oh, well, okay," and I just move on. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking but, of level design, did you like this group of GDQ levels? You know, they seem to me to be more difficult, just as much fun or last year's. Like, what do you think put on the better show? Last year seemed to be smoother, but this year was kind of like, holy smokes, look at look at the grinds they're putting in. Mm -hmm. I feel like this year overall was more showy and impressive and memorable. I mean, even just trying to think back to 2022, I feel like none of the levels really stood out like the levels did this time. And I, mm -hmm. I, I was even in the Discord. I was being like, hey, we got all this new tech coming out. These are the moments people remember. Like, people yeah. aren't really so much talking about the levels from last year, but they're still talking about what happened in the wrong ha ROM hacks, you know, the ROM hack races for SMW. And I was like, in the Discord talking with level creators, I was saying, like, hey, we could pull out some stuff like this. We need to pull out the stops. And we also were discussing, like, how, like, the year before was too easy. They kind of overcompensated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they kind of overcompensated I, I, I think i i think i'd heard somebody say they were like uh you know there someone was like i hope this year's a, like last year i think like somebody was like 20 minutes and the whole thing was over yep something like that and not that the levels were bad they were just you know they were they were good levels uh just the, maybe not as challenging or as weird as what we got a level last year and like it, it was like oh, i remember that shot. i heard that was a goal no one shot yeah we, that was the goal one of the goals was like because there should because like dang that's uh that's too easy and that's not memorable you know like oh right. i mean like mm -hmm. it, it's it got shoujo a lot of love um because but sure. it also like just immediately ended that level and like we were we cleared uh we were like i don't know 30 headed 30 minutes ahead of uh schedule because of that which was good yeah is that that but like it's also kind of bad because they want to gather 
you know, donations for the event as well as potentially hit right. incentive runs. You know, like if you donate a certain amount, it unlocks a different game. Well, if we finish 30 minutes early, uh, it's good for scheduling, really bad for hitting goals. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it so, also kind of like, it, it, so they overcompensated this year and I kind of feel like that did hurt a little bit, but overall it didn't, it, it was still more hype than harm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last year, after it, I downloaded all the levels and I was playing them so well. I think I one shot a couple of them. My ego inflated so much because I'm like, <laughs> I'm the greatest. And then a week later, I played a hard level. I'm like, wait, no, I'm yeah. not as good as I thought I was. This is terrible. I'm like, <laughs> for like two minutes after last year's, I'm like, I'm the new Panga. And it I'm was hilarious panga. how wrong I was. <laughs> I think that's what set this year apart, too, you know, that the. The levels, they had new mechanics and new tricks that nobody had seen. So you have all these legends, mm -hmm. whether old or new, in the Mario Maker community. And you didn't just watch them beat a level that was like all the same hard tricks. You watched them all figure out new tech together. together. And that made it extremely memorable right. in my eyes. Yep, yep. agreed. Uh, it, it was it was definitely very cool to see like the heavy hitters out there. You know, that the, the, the biggest Mario Maker streamers like all putting their heads together, you know, yep. and being like, how do we, what do we do? Like, well, what did you do? You know, oh, I see this, you know, when normally they can like, you know, sight read, beat super difficult levels very easily mm -hmm. and stuff. It was cool to actually see them kind of struggle with it uh, to the same degree. Just like, what do we do? Yeah. How, how did you do this? How are they doing it? You know, I saw a lot of screen peeking and stuff like, you know, which is strategy. How is that team? How did they do that part right there? Mm -hmm. And that, that was cool to see. You know what I noticed? Last year, after GDQ, all the Mario Maker streamers played all the GDQ levels. This year, I didn't see as many Mario Maker streamers going for those levels. And I think it was because they were like, yeah, that looks hard. They, they, <laughs> I, I noticed that kind of as well. Uh, uh, and I, I really don't blame them because some of those levels, like even after the event, there's a level that like I didn't really get to play Uh it was the one with the spike thing. Like our team couldn't get past the yeah. spike section. Well, playing it, playing it at home, it still took me like thirty minutes. Cause like I don't know. Like I really do wonder if like if Thab didn't just get it that one time. Cause sometimes you'll just get lucky a little bit. You know, like Thab's a legend, and I'm like try not trying to say yep. he got lucky, but sometimes the play just kind of happens, and yeah. then you'll try it again, and you can't get it. You'll just like I just <laughs> did this. Why can't I get it now? Like I wonder if he flubbed there, how long the team would have been stuck there? Cause they kind of showed signs of being stuck, but then Thab just like whoop one shots it. And then we were just there the whole time. Um, I really wonder how different that level would have played out if Thab didn't get that one bounce. Like if it would have been just both of us, both teams stuck there forever. That second half of the level was so much better than this, the spike, the spiny section. There's trying to bounce on it. That was just brutal. And even the testers of that level were like, yeah, I got stuck there. I didn't beat that. And I was like, then why did you submit? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I didn't beat that section. Why did you submit it? Yeah, I was stuck there. I couldn't get past it. I learned from the levels. I can't handle boost pads in 3D world. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't long jump off them. I can't manipulate them. I can't do anything. And like, I watched you play the level again on your stream, Dan. You're like, pew, right through. And I'm like, wait, I'm pulling my hair out because I didn't. It, it was an eye opener. It's an amazingly well done level. I cannot long jump off a 3D world boost pad to save my life. I can't. 
it's not. I don't think it's physically possible. Use hacks to do it. I'm. I'm positive <laughs> about this. Troll levels have helped me there. I think that's yeah. that's that's uh, that's why I was able to get through that so much because I I was the one troll player on like both sides of uh, like both sides right, of the field. Yeah. I was the one. I, I'm doing the antis with the boost pads and the stuff like that. I'm playing these torture levels for fun, and I'm like the only one that really has much experience with those torture levels and it, i think that really helped me on that one <laughs> i got so much i got almost like the second checkpoint like my first try did you um have a favorite level um i i gotta say it that it's probably the teleporting level yeah and that was a big favorite for everyone i, I that's the one i heard mm -hmm. the most buzz about and i was in a couple of discords uh watching it that were live reacting and people went nuts i couldn't believe how many people said these levels look like a ROM hack. Yep. It, yep. I love how flashy it looked, too. I'm a huge fan of flashy levels that mm -hmm. aren't actually that hard because of my skill level. So, like, I love, like, certain creators, you, you watch it, you're like, how is this possible? I'm like, I'm literally just holding in right and jump, and it looks like I'm being a legend. <laughs> so, with the teleporter level, I didn't get a chance to play it. Is it... So flashy, it looks insanely difficult. Was it one of the harder ones or was it like just so well put together that you can kind of just, once you know, it's not too bad? <sighs> it's, it's hard, but I do feel like that once you know how to handle a spot, you got it. Um, but you're probably going to die every advancement getting to that next spot. Um, it, okay. it's, it's hard enough to where like, oh, okay, so this, because you're learning this mechanic as you go. There's a spot in the level to where like you have to do a spin onto the, the, the pipe. And then the, since it teleports you, you're not actually going through a pipe. You just get warped. It's a glitch. You get warped over here. Um, you keep your spin. I died so many times going into that pipe just by just like, oh, I'm just going to land right here and then I'll spin. No, you have to spin onto the pipe. Otherwise, you're not going to bounce on the spiny afterwards. You're not going to bounce on the thwomp afterwards properly. So, like, it's like, oh, okay, I need to approach it this way. It carries over like this because you don't know how it's going to carry mm -hmm. over. A lot of times you'll you'll have a, a certain type of spin going on. You'll land on a bumper and then you go to a regular jump. Or you'll have, like, a cape or something and you'll you'll go to float down. You'll hit an object and then you're twirling instead of floating. And it's there's so many different things that when, when you're playing the game... You interact with the object and it changes your momentum. It changes what type of state that your character is in. And so like you're approaching a lot of these tricks for the first time. It's going to kill you probably a couple times while you try to be like, oh, this is how it works. And then you got it. So it's hard. Um, it's definitely not the hardest level. I, I would say it's it's out of all the levels. It's probably, I don't know, like difficulty wise, it's probably like the sixth hardest. Wow. It's still hard. <laughs> But it's it's more it's got more and, flash than it does difficulty. Yeah, and and, and even just the words you're using, like uh, you know, you, you're working with the tech, you make one advancement, and then you you die because you don't know what's up ahead. I mean, yep. that's right there, right away, is just screaming ROM hack to yep. me. That, that's typically when you when you when you grind more difficult ROM hacks, you finally get past the one the really difficult part. Next trick, kills and then you. you're immediately it's just like you're you're dead, right? Yep. <laughs> that, that's just that's just the progression of ROM hacks. Yep. So and and that's again why so many people could just comparing it to that because it's the, that teleporting stuff like we we've seen that so many times in ROM hacks and it's cool although Nintendo might not necessarily like it uh, <laughs> it's cool that people ex found the exploit to be able to do that for yep. and put it in front of 
like 80,000 people or something like that. 75,000 people that were that were on that yep. stream. And that's not even counting people who are restreaming it in other areas and yep. stuff like that in discords, uh, different YouTubes and stuff like that. I mean, it, it was. Yeah, it, it's it, that many people got to see some really cool exploits. Unfortunately, they they probably won't be able to find that again. Yeah, <laughs> at right. least not easily. Uh, but it's such a shame. Uh, it was still really cool to broadcast that. So like, I'm out of the like loop on like the background stuff of why Nintendo is so harsh on yeah. like stuff like glitches in the game, like because it, it has to take a lot of work to go in and stop all of these troll levels and all of these things. Is it are they trying to preserve like the competition and the high score of endless super expert runs or like what like do you know why they are so adamant to not let? Because for me, glitch in the game that's fun. And even speedrunners yeah. are like, okay, we can have a different category if you want to use the glitch. You can, but we're gonna self-regulate and like self, you know, make sure that the the sanctity. If you want to do this glitchless, you can still do it. So I don't, from the outside looking in, I don't understand why they put so much effort into stopping this. Uh, so I actually can very easily break this down. Um, why they are so hard? They're anti-hardcore, really. Is is what it is. <laughs> um, they want every person to potentially start up the game and be like, "Oh, Mario, jump! Mario, go to the right." Uh, whenever you start adding in these things like super booster pads or or super uh, teleportation. Um, that they're like, this goes against the spirit of what we originally intended for Mario. And it could also be end up used in abusive ways. Like, so if every single level is like, you're, oh, Mario walked to the right, teleports you into an instant death pit and like uses glitch mechanics. Like normally it's like an off-screen thwomp. You can at least see where it's coming from. But when a player is being actively warped around and being thrown all these different ways, Experienced players like, oh, this is cool tech. We can actually do some cool stuff with it. But a kid playing the game for the first time is like, this is just unfair. There's, there's, there's no way I can react to this. Where this, how do I utilize this? This was never taught to me, and it was never uh, implied to me. This is stuff that wasn't intentional to do. Um, so that's kind of like one of the reasons that Nintendo's like, we want anyone to be able to kind of come into the game and understand what is happening, what is going on. And still there's a lot of people in Kaizo and whatever that make these texts and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like shell jumps. They, they keep adjusting how shell jumps work. Cause they never really wanted shell jumps to be a thing. They would they'd be like, we, we, so they, from Mario maker one to two, there was like a six frame change that they ended up, uh, implementing like shell jumps from Mario Maker One and, and to two are completely different. Same with like pow drops, uh, uh, P switch jumps. They keep trying to change things to bring it back into a way that like these weird texts that they never intended are removed. But it's also really hard for them to just outright remove it based on how these items work. So I'm kind of hoping that Nintendo is watching and paying attention. Just so they can start instead of making these tricks harder to do, we should actually normalize them a little bit more. Maybe include them in teaching about it. Maybe like normalize like, hey, you can jump off a P switch if you're fast enough. You know, I, I, but mm -hmm. it's kind of like how even like you, you remember like Smash Bros. Brawl, they they introduced into this competitive fighting game random tripping. Yep. And like Nintendo. <laughs> yep. Doesn't like pandering to the hardcore extremist. Um. 
And like one of the like th this is why I don't think melee is ever going to get a port or a re-release because wave dashing is this thing that you can do that not only destroys your hands if you get good at doing it, it will wreck <laughs> you. It would actually potentially cause long-term, lifelong, lasting damage to your joints. But like it was never intended. There's so many things in that game that that game was kind of pushed out the gate. It was like like oh th that's why it's so unbalanced and broken. It's also kind of why so many people love it. It's like Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. too. It's 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 not finessed and that kind of made it to where like it's so much fun to play but when people got hardcore with it they were able to break everything and that's like oh well we need to take away that that ability because we want anyone to be able to jump in and have fun and having these extreme tricks and stuff like that that don't apply by our you our rules of platforming fun we are we're, we're endangering our brand we're making it where people are going to play this game and just see oh it's just a glitchy broken mess well, who would want to buy this? Who would want to promote this? Meanwhile, majority of people on like Twitch were like, yeah, glitchy broken mess. Everyone's Woo! freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can teleport now. And they're out. just like, wow, our code is so bad. We really don't want to showcase this. Right. It, it seems counterintuitive. Like there's only so many like yeah. brilliant people that are going to be able to do this glitchy broken mess thing compared yep. to how many regular. And it's already broken down by skill. So if it's unplayable, it's going to be in super expert anyways. Yep. And I, I'm a good gamer. I stayed out of super expert when I had Mario Maker <laughs> 1. Not for me. I'm not welcome there. I, I, really, like, I really hope they just make it to where like players can upload. If, if I do think there's going to be a Maker 3. But when and if that happens, I really hope they give an option to not include levels in the uh, endless like expert, you know, endless what no whatever, do an endless mode. Uh, I hope they bring back the hundred life challenge because this endless yeah. is just. I don't get the same satisfaction from endless. No, that's, no. that's it's, a simple it's nice to have an end goal, yeah. like something to get to. Yeah, I agree. Like a, as, as a viewer. I never streamed Mario Maker 1, uh, but as a viewer, it was way more exciting when they started getting close to that castle yeah. than just a high number on the on the scoreboard. Yeah, like it, 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 2,000 clears was never as exciting as just getting like, oh, this is my seventh super expert clear in a row. Or, you know, it, it was never as cool mm -hmm. as that. Um, and another interesting thing kind of tying into the whole like Nintendo being super seemingly super strict I do think it's kind of like a lazy thing, but it also is kind of interesting. I think it ties in more to Animal Crossing uh, sabotaging Mario Maker. I have a, I have a conspiracy theory. Y'all ready for it? Whoa. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Juicy. I got, I got, I got this is some... Um, this is, cue the X-Files theme Cue the X-Files theme here. <laughs> so when Animal Crossing, like it was pushed back. It was delayed. It was delayed. And... Uh, even when it came out, there's a ton of features that weren't in the game. Nintendo was not expecting Animal Crossing to be one of the biggest selling. Animal Crossing outsold Pokemon at the time. Uh, Animal Crossing. Which is incredible. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So after it, it, Nintendo knew that game wasn't complete and they were working on DLC and stuff for it. COVID was just like just kicking into high gear. A lot of people were at home and they were needing escapism. They were needing something relaxing and chill and Animal Crossing hit all the right spots and mm -hmm. it outsold everything at the time like there was nothing that was selling as much as animal crossing and that's when nintendo was like oh well we need to reroute resources all of a sudden everything that was coming out for mario maker remember it was just one giant bulk release all the koopa kids these all these new enemy types and like helmets and yep. everything dropped at once and the mario 2 mushroom it was like it was like 
an entire year worth of potential slow release items and things like that, which is boop, bulk dropped and the game was never touched again. Um, and I, I, I think they were like, all right, we were good. I think the Mario 2 Mushroom was going to be one of the additional game types. Because mm-hmm. if you look next right, to 3D World, right. there's just an empty spot. There's just an empty spot. Yep. And they said, even on the box, they're gonna, it, it, we're going to be adding more to the game that never happened. I think Mario 2 was supposed to be that power up. I think I think that you know, like Mario Two is going to be announced. It was going to be the, the all the kids would be added, the Koopa kids would be added, and that was supposed to be you know the big hurrah. I think all these things were supposed to be slowly implemented. The helmets being even further down the line. You know, there's so much stuff that was implied to be added, but I think they just rerouted it to Animal Crossing because then they started all these updates to Animal Crossing were so much more frequent. Every month mm-hmm. there was a new update, mm-hmm. new content, new stuff. Oh yeah, they were pushing a lot. They were pushing a lot out. And I like Animal Crossing literally outsold Pokemon. You know, like they were like, we need to fix this game and get it finalized. Nintendo's like, it's good enough to release now. It's fine. No one's going to buy this game. Sells more than Pokemon. And they just rerouted everything. Uh, I really wow. do think that's that's what happened with Mario Maker getting dropped off the the way it was. And then after it, it took like a year and a half, they, they finally stopped up, updating Animal Crossing. And um, I think they were hoping to have the next console out by now, but chip shortages and whatnot. Uh, I think that's what also kind of destroyed uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because there is so much data in the game that yeah. implies it was supposed to be running on different different hardware. Like It, like, it seems like they're like, oh, there's not going to be a Switch Pro or whatever. We need to, what are we going to do? We need to backscale everything and thus everything loads in incorrectly. Like they had to patch job it to work on the the switch and that's why sonic 06 looks better than uh pokemon scarlet violet (laughs) (laughs) you took me back i mentioned this before and it was the the big dump of all the new mario content and at the very end of that direct and the dude looks in the camera looks into your soul and goes and we're never updating this game again yeah i'm like why would you even say that yeah why would you say that right into our right into our soul (laughs) it's like i got kicked in the i'm super excited it's like having the best christmas ever and now it's like christmas is canceled yeah (laughs) here's your last present ever christmas is over you can do that just don't say that and the fact that they said that was the weirdest thing i have ever seen in my life it's like now you get no more nintendo even like straight up lies in the past they're like oh yeah we're gonna keep supporting the ds when this next console comes out well uh, like we're, we're gonna keep supporting <laughs> yeah. it. We're gonna hey, get, you, like, you sure about that yeah and then they immediately kill it we're gonna keep supporting the wii u when the switch comes out and it's, it's like they just ported every wii u game to the switch so he just went rogue. He's like, you know what? I'm going to tell him the truth this time. Yep. You know, we're I'm not going to do this anymore. That's done. I, honestly, <laughs> I'm kind of wondering, like, I think I do think that Mario Maker 3 is going to happen because of all this behind the scene data, too. So whenever you're up, you're creating a level, the ninja tracks what you're doing as you play. Mm-hmm. Like you can go through like You see you do a jump in the level editor and then you'll see your last few move- movements until you die. And if you remember ninja runs, everything you do, you run through the level is saved right and this is actually how nintendo double checks for glitches for uploads but they don't do this until someone reports it because they actually like fun a lot more than you think they do but people (laughs) people report these levels until they'll have like these fast movement texts because the game's tracking it the the game sees what you do if you're able to just beat and upload the level, Nintendo's fine with it. But if someone reports it, 
Nintendo is going to automatically assume that this person isn't enjoying that tech. It'll it'll cause a background kind of like security checksum where they'll look for the weird Mario movement because the ninji's tracking everything. If the ninji suddenly goes whoop, it just zips across the screen. They're like, oh, that's not what we intended. That is a glitch. We will go ahead and delete this level, but not until someone reports it. So like when you look at it like that, it kind of it makes sense. They're waiting for someone to they're they're allowing you to have the fun level until someone reports it because like oh this is broken, this is not intended, we're not having fun. The the problem um, I, is I, I, people are uh oh I can't say the words I want to say. People <laughs> suck and they're like oh this I just want to say I'm sorry. I did report the GDQ glitch level. I'm sorry. I'm the one who did that. Sorry guys. I knew it. I knew it. I looked up and I was like, "I don't like that." I don't report. like that report. report it. And that's one hundred percent. We 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 did some testing behind <laughs> scenes, me and some other people, and, and we were like, "All right, we're gonna have one account where we publicly have this glitch level, and we're gonna tell people about it, and we're gonna see how long it takes to get reported and deleted." And then we had another level that, besides a couple tiles, was the exact same level that we never told anyone about. Was on a different account. Uh, never submitted that level anywhere. It took, I think, a week for the, the glitch level to get deleted, and the other level just, it's still up, I think. <laughs> the exact wow. same glitch level. It literally takes someone reporting it for it to be taken down. So if anyone here, it, it's people like, I'm going to do endless expert no skip. And they're like, I got this troll level with a glitch in it. I'm going to report it now. It's just... The, everyone wants to talk about how much and I've, I'm guilty of it too about how much Nintendo hates fun but really <laughs> Nintendo gave us a really decent system for protecting the the quality of their brand as well as like making it where like we're waiting until literally someone is not having fun with this abuse of the mechanic it, until someone reports it you can abuse the mechanic all you want but as soon as it's reported one time the checksum works and looks through the ninji data and oh there's this glitch movement removed just gonna wow. say your poncho taco impersonation is spot on it is, you <laughs> killed it. i was hoping you wouldn't point that out thank you <laughs> oh man yeah the uh i mean I don't know. I, I, I do think, I mean, to a degree, I mean, like you said, we, we do blame Nintendo for a lot. Nintendo deserves I, a I lot think, of blame. Yeah. Oh, they, they just, yeah. they fully deserve a lot of the, a lot of the, if you want to call it hate, I don't know if hate's the right word. Uh, a lot of the constructive criticism, maybe to put it nicely. You should love no um, corporation. <laughs> true. True. Except Very for banana true. icy. Except for banana yes. icy. <laughs> yes. Big banana icy. Yes. <laughs> BBI. All right, that's my new Twitch um, name, by the way. <laughs> Big Banana Icy. Big Banana Icy. So, oh my god. So I, I think this might be a, a good way to segue. Um, so so Nintendo, uh, you were talking about you know Switch. Maybe we'll get it. Uh, hoping that maybe by now we would have had hard new hardware. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there's also a new. Um, and then we also talk about Nintendo removing things. Yeah. Um, I think that brings us. Uh, can can we talk? I mean, we we just had a major game release. Uh, one of the biggest games of all time release uh, two, th three, three, four weeks, three or four weeks ago now. Um, T Tears of the Kingdom. 29 that days. just released and yeah, that just released and it hit. Uh, I don't know. It, it was at top of Twitch for forever. Yeah, I think it's starting to find. I think it's starting to finally come down a bit. I, I know my follow list was nothing but Tears of the Kingdom for like it felt like two weeks or something like that. Um, and it's out um ashley i i feel like you, you i feel like you need to say something here 
I mean, you, you, you've been anticipating this for, uh, we'll just say since, since, since you were born, how's that? Oh, that's a good, <laughs> that's game. an accurate uh, statement for sure. <laughs> so, um, I was actually telling, uh, Mike Cheese Pops offline. I'm so glad that Tanuki Dan is our guest this month because I'm, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to Dan about it, but I don't think that Dan has played it at all, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I feel like it would have just been a Tears of the Kingdom episode. And just let me <laughs> let me preface with nothing I w- I'm about to say will be a spoiler. I promise you that. But um, wow, it has been 29 days that we've had this game. And um, it is life-changing, to, to for lack of better words. I mean, it changed my life in the last 29 days. I've been, I've, I've been counting down since over 200 days. So uh, it just... Uh, it's so hard to believe that it's finally here and I have it and and I I had a 24-hour stream at the release of the game and the, people got to see my reaction and I was crying and I was laughing and I was emotional and um I think the coolest thing about it is it's the first time that a large Zelda title like that has released since I've been on Twitch and been streaming and the fact that so many of us got to experience it together and got to share as little spoiler as possible, obviously, but got to share in our experience and pop in on each other's streams if we were if we were OK with a little spoil. And it just um, it like took our lives, whether you played it or not, it took over the Internet and it took our lives by storm. And um, it's changed me as a person what nintendo does they uh <laughs> they make you mad they do everything wrong and then they're like oh here's zelda it's like fine what time do you want me to pick you up and take you out to dinner let's go <laughs> yep they're gonna charge you 10 extra dollars for it too they could have charged 200 dollars, and i'm such a fanboy like just take my money i love you nintendo i yell at you it's because i care but yeah, it's it's they, no they, spoilers. Here. It's very, it's like the the Breaking Bad. It's like he can't keep getting away with it. But, uh, <laughs> right. but I he hear can. you. <laughs> but like they get me because my favorite thing to say is if Nintendo puts a Triforce on it, I'm buying it. And it's bad too. Like like I I had spent I want to say before the game even came out around nine hundred dollars, including the OLED switch that came out. And I didn't I didn't I mean I took out my very first credit card in my I'm thirty five. I took my first <laughs> credit card out in my life, anticipating and hoping that the switch that the Tears of the Kingdom edition switch was going to come out. Uh, the collector's edition, the guidebook, the I mean just anything I could get my hands on that day. The Pro controller, um, the the joy. The Joy Cons, the real Joy Cons. I may have gotten bamboozled and got fake Joy Cons also, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it just—I mean—you put a Triforce on it. Um, they suckered me. I'm—I'm I'm buying it. Bamboozled is a great word. It's There's some word. words out there. It is just, a good one. They yes. sound like what they are. Bamboozled is one of them. And what I'll say about Zelda. And this goes for most of them. Like when I play a game, it's always Mike Cheese Pops playing Mario. It's always Mike Cheese Pops playing, you know, sure. this game. When I play Zelda, I cease to be. Like I am so into, I get lost into it. And I know that sounds nerdy, but that's the older I get, the harder and harder that is to do with games. So when yeah. I was a kid playing Mario, I could do that. I'm. It's just the game now. But the older I get, it's always now me playing the game. But 
you know, when you see certain things, when you jump from certain places for those first times, you're just like, you're, you're, you're jello into the experience. And that's yeah. like, yeah. Curse you. Nintendo. Well, I think you also, Love you. I think you also said that's partially why you were going to keep it exclusively to offline, right? Playing is because otherwise you would just sit there and never say a word the entire time you played. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would turn into a, I, I would not notice anyone. It's, it, I would be silent. And like, even I get yelled at if my wife is watching me play, she's like, are you not going to answer me? I'm like, who are you? What? Wait, what? <laughs> who are you? What are you doing in my house? I, I get startled back into reality. <laughs> and it's fun because I got her to play Breath of the Wild like a month ago, like or when the like two months ago. She's like, oh, what's this? She's never played a Zelda game. And I'm like, oh, well, you might like it. You know, just try it. She beat Breath of the Wild in like two weeks everything everything and then this wow. game came out and i'm like look i'm gonna play the game she's like no spoilers running around the house avoiding it we only have one copy this is the first time in our 16 years together where there's honest to goodness like where's my game and that's her telling <laughs> it to me like it's no longer my zelda game it's hers now and i have to wait until she's done playing it and it's just that good of a that one commercial that came out of that dude of like on the train and it's kind yeah. of like not depressing, but like here's what real life is. And like also real life could be better a little. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's so the escape. It's, it's so much fun. It, I love it. And, but also I am excited for streamers to stop streaming it just because I don't want spoilers and I've missed out on some of my favorite people of all time. You know, yeah. actually every right, time you streamed right, it, right, I couldn't right. watch Oh, uh, I mean, I, last a lot, I, I said last month. Everybody, it's not a secret. I took a week off from work when uh, Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> came out. I mean, I, I had a lot of paid time off. I don't really do anything, but uh, I, I had saved it up and I, I took nine days off uh, from work when it came out. So I think so. I normally stream because I have a full time job about forty five to fifty hours a month. Last month I streamed over one hundred and twenty hours. So that's a lot for me. That's yeah. a lot. And I had, that is a lot, yes. In 15 days, I took one day off from streaming. And uh, and I was doing double streams and like in morning and night. I mean, it was really cool because I'm normally like Mike Cheese Pops where I experience Zelda alone. Breath of the Wild came out. I wasn't streaming and I had taken a week off and my friends would call me and be like, Ashley, you need to leave your house. And I was like, no, honey, someone's got to save Hyrule and it's, it's yeah. your girl. <laughs> it's your girl. <laughs> so I can't, I can't go. Physically remove you from the, from the, from the uh, property. I did. I had friends actually come to my, I remember my that's friends when you're came like, over. I have a switch. Yep, <laughs> I can they, take it with me. I had people physically drag me from my home and the whole time I was out, I was just like, I just want to be home playing Zelda. So to have actually like turned the camera on and experienced it, especially like my 24 hour stream i played three hours of mario maker and 21 hours straight of tears of the kingdom which that was really cool my first experience of the game playing it 21 straight hours um but also getting to experience it with so many people that came by and stuff like it it it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, I, I have my first reaction to the titles, the the titled cutscene. Um, I will never forget that. Now I was so emotional. I was crying. I, it's my most. Re, it's my most watched TikTok ever. Um, my reaction to the title scene. Um, and I now I'll never forget that experience that I've had. It's pretty cool. My my audio cut out for a bit. You're talking about Sonic Frontiers, right? Yeah. Yeah, she she did, she did switch to Sonic Frontiers. That, yeah. that was yeah. my joke. I, I spent 10 <laughs> minutes workshopping that in my head. I saw, I did I saw not him typing well. in the background. I saw him. He was, he was just like, 
He got that from ChatGPT. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast, the cold, dead stares that I got, that will go down in history as the worst joke I've ever done in my life, and I'm very proud of it. I've, I've got a smug face. I mean, I, um, I, I think it'd be cool to kind of, like, go around the room and see, like, how long you played it and like maybe what you what you thought of tears of the kingdom and or also if you haven't played why and what you think of the way that it took over t- twitch kind of i think that'd be really cool and i'm happy to i'm happy to start i uh i played it 21 hours when it came out i'm at i think i'm at 175 hours in the game right now i beat the game accidentally uh last weekend uh, I won't get too much into it, but I got to an area just to explore and I heard this music and I was like, oh dear God, I'm at endgame right now. It, it was the music, it's the kind of music that you hear in a game and you're like, I have to make a choice right now. I have to decide if I'm going to save and leave where I'm at or if I'm going to take those two extra steps and start a cutscene and beat this game. And I'm sitting on my couch on a Sunday and I was just like, all right, we're doing it. So I was 145 hours this in when I... This is where we are. Yep. I was 145 hours when I beat the game. And um, it's funny because when you beat the game and you go back in, you get a percentage of completion that you're at. I was at 50% on the dot when I beat the game, which was so weird. It was so weird. And I have lots of Koroks to go and stuff. But um, it I can officially say, and I know a lot of people have opinions and stuff, and mine is just my own, but... It gets a 10 out of 10 for me. I didn't think anything could top Breath of the Wild. And it has just been the most wonderful game experience that I personally have ever had. So for me, it has been an ambiguous amount of hours. I'm scared to look, uh, to be honest. I don't (laughs) want to feel bad about myself. Um, I've enjoyed it. Like, I love my life. I am a very, the happiest person in the world. But when I play Zelda... I cease to be. And then when I turn it off and I come back, I'm startled, I'm agitated, I'm confused. I'm like, I just want to go back into that world. You know, it's so much fun. It's so cool to explore and be rewarded for exploring and the goofiness. And I'm, I'm so happy they embrace the goofy side of Zelda too. It's not all serious. They keep all of the weird, peculiar stuff in that makes me smile. Yeah. Um, I did get to the end randomly, like a couple hours into the game, I dove in there and I was like, Link is just running like an idiot. I didn't have, I'm just eating food, trying to survive. And I got there and uh, <laughs> I teleported out once I got to the, the battle. I didn't want to see it yet, but that was hilarious. I, I shouldn't have cared, <laughs> but I just, I, I love it uh, for the Twitch part of it. I've not seen a single person stream it. And I miss seeing my favorite streamers stream different games just because that's selfish. I'm not going to get spoilers. <laughs> and I miss watching my favorite streamers and quit streaming it. Everyone. That's that's my <laughs> just stop stop streaming it. Um, I have twenty five hours in it, and I'm done. I I'm not gonna play that game anymore. Uh... I, I people are gonna hate it. I I do not like the game. Uh, I I got twenty five hours, and uh. I was, in my opinion, I I don't care for, I, I guess, games that are so open-ended that I get overwhelmed with what even to do, which is weird because I am really enjoying Elden Ring, which is even more cryptic, if you will. Uh, but I don't know. Tears of the Kingdom doesn't click for me. The, the, the first thing I'll say about Tears of the Kingdom is 
I wish I was playing it on literally anything else than the Switch. <laughs> literally anything else. Like, Nintendo, give us a Switch 2. Give us a Switch 2. The Switch 1 is bad. It, it's it's a bad console at this point. It's old. Nothing runs on it well. Um, even your magic. I mean, Tears of the Kingdom to me, it, it just frame drops everywhere. And it was just like, give, give us a Switch 2. Please. Anything else but the switch that that, that 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 was that was my that was one that was one big thing uh for me in particular about it but otherwise i i don't know it's i don't know i it it doesn't work for me i i, I played it for 25 hours and it, it's it's the same normal map if you will right it's the same hyrule map it's it's destroyed to an extent right um i don't care about the depth area I, I just don't. I go down and I'm just like annoyed. I have to go down there. I have to collect things just to explore. And I'm running low on resources. And then the sky, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I just don't like the, the sky. I couldn't be less interested in going up there. Um, I, I don't I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't like the game. I'm 25 hours in. I, I'm done. I, I, I can't do it anymore. This is coming. I, I from... think I preferred Breath of the Wild more if, if I had to choose one. This is coming from a man who said in his own discord wait i got to a cold area and i have to cook food to, to survive here and i have to explore for that food i mean you were like appalled that you had to make an effort and you were like well i'm done well so i remember <laughs> i played i played breath of the wild and i don't i i mean i i i beat i played maybe 65 hours i beat the four beasts whatever they're called divine beasts um i divine beasts i never beat ganon because i think something else came out maybe like red dead redemption 2 mm. i don't remember to be honest and it completely took me away and i never and i tried to come back to breath of the wild at some point and just i couldn't remember like any of the, the mechanics stuff like that so i was like all right 65 hours i'm happy i don't, I don't need to beat ganon i looked it up online i was like okay that's the fight whatever that that's what that is um i don't remember any like i know cooking was a thing in it i don't remember ever waste i'm gonna say wasting time i don't remember wasting time uh, collecting and cooking just so I can go do something like I I always had the means to do whatever I needed to without that like I, I I also am typically the type of gamer that as soon as I see a game advertises uh uh what is it called crafting <laughs> uh I'm like all right I'm not I'm not buying that game I'm not I'm not crafting I I, I have no interest in ever crafting or survival elements of food uh stuff like that's like nope I'm not touching that game. It's uh, and I should also say that last podcast, I did say I was not intending to buy this game anytime soon. Um, but I did end up buying it, I think, a couple hours before it came out. And I had fun, the, I think, the night of. But I think that, that, that was the extent of the fun that I had. I played for 25 hours. I beat the first temple, if you will. And I was like, this temple kind of sucks. I don't care for it. And... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm done with it. I, I can't get past 25 hours. I don't have any interest in going back. I, I just want to let everybody know that during my 24-hour stream, I'm playing the game. I was so excited. I waited years. And there's Poncho Taco in the chat. I'm farther than you. <laughs> I'm doing better than you at the game. Just so you know, I already did this part like 30 minutes ago. I'm way farther than you. No, no. As I remember, I remember... Uh. I remember saying like, okay, I was like, I was like, I, I think what it started with, I was like, oh, here it comes. I, I, that's all I said in chat because it was gonna be the title screen drop, right? And I, I was like, oh, here it comes. That's all I wrote. And, 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 and ambiguous. 
And of course, you know, Ashley saw the title screen, started crying. Yeah. And, and which we all which we all knew was gonna happen. <laughs> and, and then she was like, Oh, so you're ahead of me. And then later on, she's like, Oh, I look, I found a bow and arrow. I bet I bet Poncho didn't find a bow and arrow because he just rushing through his game. And I was like, I I, I do have the bow and arrow. <laughs> so, I will I will say after Breath of the Wild, and I played it a ton, I didn't play anything but platform, like non-story driven, non-exploratory yeah. games for the next, I think, four years. I went straight Nintendo, Super Nintendo for a while. So I like, it's a very different type of game that if you're not in the mood for, you're not going to enjoy kind of situation because it is... I wouldn't say like really gameplay driven. There's some really good gameplay, but like after after doing like the collecting and the exploring, I think are my two favorite parts. The the fighting's kind of fun because you can learn yeah. patterns and get the the fury rush. But am I gonna say it's like the greatest fighting game of all time? No, for me, the endorphins come from the exploring and the collecting. And then yeah. with this type of game, for me, I always hit. There's a day where I'm never sure this is the last day I'm playing it. But it always happens randomly, and then I never play it. Like same thing happened with Skyrim. Like when it's over, it's over, and now I'm just retro platformer hardcore. Like I can't put more than one day into a game for the for four mm. years. It seems how it goes. It's like a breakup. You got to move on. I, I I feel like like I totally get where you're coming from that uh, uh, right there, cheese pops. Because I'm like once I get through like a big game like that. But I'm also I'm kind of more aligned with uh, uh, Pancho Taco in this as well, just because it's I can't. So so when I played Breath of the Wild. I got eight hours into that game, and I was like, this is definitely an evolution of open world gaming. The movement and the exploration feels great. I just felt like they needed to do better map stuff. And then after spending a long time just flying off in the distance, climbing these hills and whatnot. Uh, I was supposed to go somewhere for a quest. I had no idea. And I was like, rather than finding it, I just stopped playing it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it came down to Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom, I'm just like, uh, we got Minecraft at home. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we got, and like, I, I didn't want more things to sidetrack me. I have ADHD. I, I don't need even more things to sidetrack me from the, like, I, like I, I'm going to build, build a giant anatomically correct robot rather than ever play through the entire game. Um, I, I'm just not ever going to get to that point where I'm actually going to play through the story. And it's kind of hard. Like whenever I'm not streaming, I'm editing videos. I'm working on music. I play all of my instruments. I play drums, bass, keyboard. I sing. Uh, I'm doing when I'm writing music. I'm playing every single instrument. I'm producing it myself. I'm writing it myself. I'm editing videos myself. I'm doing shorts for myself. I am doing so much that like with Mario Maker. Every level is a concise thing I can get through and clear and be done with. Meanwhile, this open world game is going to be 120 hours, you know, just 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 to me building uh, inappropriate robots, not even counting, like actually playing through the game. And I'm like, well, if I'm just I, I can't justify it to myself. I can't justify the time sink. Meanwhile, if we have like a top, top down Zelda game, you know, give me a nice 20 hour adventure. I'm going to absolutely love every second in it, but every minute of playing breath of the wild, I was like, I I could feel how much work I wasn't getting done. I, and, and I couldn't feel the progress within the game. Cause I'm just walking, climbing up hills. I'm not like, even if I was doing temples, it's like, all right, this temple, you get uh five arrows. You did it. Good job. <laughs> the shrine. Here's Korok poop. You did it. Good job. <laughs> Guess what? We're bringing that back. 
<laughs> they did. Everyone loved but it. Everyone's loving the arrows with the poop. Uh, it's true. I yeah. actually said before the game even came out, and again, no spoilers, but I said if Tears of the Kingdom was Breath of the Wild 2, I would be okay with that. And um, yeah, I'm okay with that. And I think there's, I think that's a big thing is that like there's, there's a, I think it's probably healthier to not have my mindset about it. But mm-hmm. I also am very much aware that there's probably going to be quite a few people that are going to be like, yeah, that's also why I can't get into it. You know, like, cause it's just like, it's the same reason I can't get into Minecraft, but I can get into Stardew Valley, even though it has the, the crafting and the energy and all these different things about like, I love Stardew Valley. It has all this huge, you could do what you want. You can make all these choices, but it's still a, the areas you can go to is still very refined. The amount of exploration you can do. I, once again, I can't just create this giant robot that shoots lasers from the sky down and and building all these different things to traverse the world. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I just want to, Hey, here's a sword, go whack some stuff. Yeah. And there isn't really too much of that outside of crafting your own machines that you're making and stuff like that. Right, yeah, so say, Here, here's a sword. Go whack some stuff for like three hits, and then yeah, and, and, <laughs> you're done. And it's I like once again, I'd love like there's this moment when I was playing Breath of the Wild. It was in the last hour, I think I was playing of it, where I was like, I climbed a tree, I jumped off, got on my glider, shot an arrow at a monster, it fell down. I went up and whacked it, and then I went and launched myself using like the little like you had the magic where you like shoot something off. I jumped on a pole, launched myself back into the air using the magic. Mm-hmm arrow again repeat so this cool moment of fighting this boss where i'm like literally doing matrix move matrix moves and flying around like doing all this crazy stuff then i was like all right cool and never touched the game again never never beat breath of the wild and i wish i could make myself go and finish it and play it because every minute i played of it i did love it but i could also just do anything else (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's an investment though like it's a really if you really want to like do, do more than just the very basic surface it's it's an investment of your of your time to do a game like breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom it's not going to be your link to the past where you do these dungeons in this order you're done with the game like it, you have so much freedom in that open world like that you don't sometimes like i feel people will beat the game and they don't really even feel like they did but then there's people who didn't ever do the final Ganon fight like Ponch Taco and but he did enough in the game that he was like, all right, I'm good. Meanwhile, Elden Ring <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. loved every second of it, and I can't wait for DLC. Uh and I, I think that also kind of ties into like all these open world games. Uh and Tears of the Kingdom. I, I think like I, I every every Zelda game, I think from this point on, is gonna have to have that crazy building system. Um mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, because if they walk it back from this progression point, they're just going to get hate. It's just going to get hate. It has to be the next evolution of this open world crafting madness. Meanwhile, I, I feel like just like having the different spells and, and having, you know, you have your, your which is funny that's named Torrent. I love that. It's like, it's like Elden Ring Torrent. You're just going to find up articles about the horse. So brilliant. Yeah. Such a great <laughs> anti-piracy trick. What's well, so freaking brilliant. It, it, it's good. I need to find this torrent for Elden Ring. It's like, you just find the horse. Brilliant. So smart. That was so good. But like, <laughs> there's, it's, I, I can cook food. I can craft and up, up, update items and all these other things within the game. But I'm, I'm once again, it's, it's very comprehensive. 
the map is really good for seeing where you haven't been and where you could possibly go. And like, it never felt as overwhelming as any moment with like Tears of the King. Uh, I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom, but Breath of the Wild and what Tears of the Kingdom looked like to be. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like the entire time playing the eight hours I spent on Breath of the Wild, I still didn't have the controls down. I was still misclicking things and miss using the wrong item or pushing the wrong button that I meant to do. It's like, oh, I want to swing the sword. I'm pulling out my arrow. Oh, crap. Well, I want, I want to climb up the, the tree and now I'm flying in the wrong direction. And, and meanwhile, in Elden Ring never had that issue. I was literally on the horse jumping up buildings and stuff like that. Just like, do, 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 do. You know, I, I, I felt like... Um, I didn't have to, it didn't overwhelm my mind. I wasn't constantly like, I could do a billion different things right now. It's the same reason I can't get into Minecraft. I was like, I could do a billion different things right now. What is my freaking goal? Your goal is just to meander about. I was like, oh, I'm going to play Stardew Valley now. Or my goal (laughs) is I got to save the community center and marry marry everyone and then divorce them. And (laughs) (laughs) that's the goal. You liked Elden Ring, right? Yeah, I'm actually doing a first playthrough of it right now, um, and it, like I said, it, it's it's way more cryptic than Tears of the Kingdom could possibly be, but I weirdly find it easier to know where to go next. Right. I, I don't know how that is. It, it seems to be clicking with me uh, better Let's start uh, this, than Tears of the Kingdom as far as exploration. Let's start this divisiveness here. You can only either like Elden Ring or Zelda, so if you like Zelda... You are on Team Edward in the Twilight series. But if you like Elden Ring, you are Team Jacob. And we can't so, be friends. No. <laughs> are we including like the Dark Souls games in this? Sure, why not? All yeah. Zeldas. And like we can't. You're werewolves over there. And we are glittery vampires. And we yes. can't be friends. <laughs> I mean, I, if, if, if we're including like the whole series, then I have to go Zelda. Even though, even though I love Dark Souls, even though I love Elden Ring, uh, Majora's Mask is just one of my favorite games oh, ever that's made. So good. But like, oh, you're the one. What I need to say, like, this is a PSA. People are allowed to like what they like and disagree with what you like. It's all opinion, and you could still be friends. You don't have to fight about it. Because I remember yeah. when I was like 13, or like Sega versus Nintendo. I took that personally. I was a Sega oh, kid, yeah. and if you like Nintendo, yes. we cannot be <laughs> the friends. The system wars. I should have been your friend out there, Nintendo guys. That's my fault. That's my fault. You're allowed to like <laughs> what you like, and it's cool. And if you don't like what, something I like, one it's thing, cool, too. I, I will say this. One Sega sounds like say, crap. Go ahead. Sega sounds awful. <laughs> it does. It's, it's yeah. terrible. The gems. The I, gems. Uh, I will say, though, uh, about Tears of the Kingdom that i appreciate a complete game first off uh one that's not shipped broken and how the physics engine that they built it it's works. masterful like yeah yeah things stick together in what in many other games which is like blow up glitches like i don't know like polygons would just like go wild stretching everywhere and they built some type of system from what I heard, that I don't know if this is true. I don't have anything to back this up. I, I read it somewhere, maybe in a comment somewhere, that apparently they had completed the game like a year ago, and then they spent uh, the the last year polish. just working just on the physics engine, polishing it. Yeah, making sure that if this person puts together, I I, I mean, they don't have these scenarios because they're just building you know points where things stick together, that it's not going to break the game. The person's not going to fall through the ground. I mean, may, I'm sure those glitches are out there. 
Uh, but for the most part, this is like a 99% polished game that was released. I don't like the $70 price point on an existing generation where everything else is 60. I think they should have waited until Switch 2 if they were going to make that jump personally. But they still put out a complete package that didn't have uh, it wasn't riddled with bugs. Um, obviously, there's no like battle pass and stuff like yeah. that involved or anything like that. And I, so I do completely appreciate you have this one. I don't know yet what card or d- downloaded content, whatever. And it's all right there. There there's no online aspect to it uh, for checking in on DRM. To, to my knowledge, I don't know. Maybe there is on the on that stuff. But um, it, 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 it works and it's polished. It looks good. Uh, and, and, and they, and I mean, I, I have to give them credit where credit's due. They, they did do a very good job with the game. It is not at all for me. Not at all for me. It was worth the wait, in my opinion. And the price point, I understand like it kind of made people go into a small uproar, but if you're, if you're, if only as a Zelda fan, I'm comparing it to breath of the wild, for the price point, you're basically getting three games in one with the whole depth sky and surface. Um, it is just such a vast and gigantic game. There's so much you can do with it. And my favorite thing to say is like, again, no spoilers, but like when you complete any kind of dungeon mechanic in that game, it feels so much better when you cheese it than when you do it the right way. There's just so much you can do with the game to just use your imagination and creativity to just make these contraptions that don't even make sense. And when you get the W off of a really janky roller coaster tycoon type of machine that you built, it feels awesome. I literally saw a video yesterday of somebody who made like a Titanfall 2 mech or from the movie Avatar, the mechs that they, they sit in. They made that. It had walking legs and it had like <laughs> rockets on them. They were shooting things while walking around. Like I was like, I mean, that's Pretty cool. cool. I have no interest in ever building that. I'm just going <laughs> to put two logs together and say, hey, it's magical. I made it. a bridge. This is my <laughs> mode of transportation. I will never make anything else. But I was like, that's pretty cool that that guy made that. I saw someone make like a flying bridge that they use for like speed runs. It's like like a little plank, and they have something that they attach to the start, and they just fly around in this little little plank of wood. It's like it's like I see yeah. all these people making these giant death machines, and it's just this one spinning thing of wood. So it's like it's just like woo 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 woo. Anything it goes by, <laughs> it kills, and it just it just flies to the end. <laughs> just just awesome. the the. The clips that have coming out have come out of it are very, very good, very good clips uh, and stuff that people have the imagination to even put that put the time and effort into whatever they're building. Like it, it, it is fun to see the jankiness, like the jankiness, the, the good type of jankiness. Yeah. Right. Not because the game is broken, but because people made something and it just it just blew up. It doesn't even make sense why this even worked <laughs> or why this completely went awry. Yeah, it, it's just like this. It, it is pretty good. <laughs> um let's uh let's see we're we're running a little short on time here let's uh, move into really quick uh emails before we uh finish up the episode here we do have uh an email that was sent in uh again for our listeners you can send in an email uh if you want to the podcast here at email at arcadeparlorcast.com Again, that's email at arcadeparlorcast.com, and you could be featured on here. We also do offer a voicemail system, which people have used before. And the phone number for that is 
402-915-1082. You can ask your question, bring up just a topic of discussion. Uh, we'll play it on here uh, and we will talk about it. Let me call in real quick. Uh, again, you can send emails. You can do that. <laughs> What's that? Dan said, let me call in real quick. Go. <laughs> oh, let me give it a quick call. Um, and, and then again, email. If you if you have a question, something for us to talk about, send it in there. If you have criticism, I have a filter on there that puts that that puts that directly in the trash. So don't even try doing that. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll 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 have our segment here. So, Ashley, you do have an email that was submitted. Would you mind reading that for us? Surely. Uh, this email was actually sent in to us by our good friend Donald WD five one eight. Thank you, Donald. It says. What was something you wish you did sooner for streaming or content creation? What was something you wish that you had done sooner? Having a schedule. Um, oh, good one. That's, that's, that's literally going to be, if you're trying to grow on Twitch, you're wanting to do like at minimum three streams a week and you're going to want to do like three to four hours. And uh, you're going to want to have that consistency to where people can find you sooner if, if you don't have a schedule and you don't yep. have a the, it, it, it's, it's kind of like right now if you compare just even like just a few weeks after release no no one's even really like watching like tears of the kingdom it's dying out like it was being joked about earlier but it's pretty much already like off of the watched or played games right now i don't have a single person i follow six seven hundred people on twitch and none of them, none of my live individuals on are playing it. I got zero people in my <laughs> live list playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. Like, you, people aren't meaning to forget about you. Like, don't take it personally when people don't find you or or don't stick around because they're like, do do do. Oh, I found this person. I'm just gonna enjoy their content. It's it's just a they're they're wandering off. And they're, they're like, oh, they're not on today. I'm going to find someone else. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this person. It's like they're not going out of their way to not watch you or not support you as a content creator. They're just enjoying something else. They're like, oh, I found this. It's like discovering cheese dip. It's like, oh, man, this cheese dip is great. And then you spend like a month eating cheese dip. Well, it's like that with every person that you watch, essentially. Like every person who is a streamer, if you're not consistent, if you don't have it, if you don't make it easy for them to find you, then they're more than likely going to lose you. You're going to be lost amongst the deck of cards that is shuffled every day, you know, like, yeah. it, it, but if you're always on these days at this time, guess what? It's going to be easy for them. Like, Oh, look, it's, it's, it's this time. Oh, I bet you so-and-so streaming. It's so a just, it's a great tip. That's, that's the best advice I can give. I, I fully agree. Scheduling is super important. If you, if you want to, if, if you're taking it first off, I mean, everybody has different priorities why they're on Twitch and stuff. But if you're wanting to truly build, you know, viewership, uh, build community, uh, I, I think scheduling is number one. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the most important thing is to have that consistent schedule. Oh, it's eight o'clock, whatever time so-and-so is on. And within like two or three minutes, you, or try to be on there on the dot as best as possible, you know, a couple minutes. But uh, yeah, it's it, that's huge. I fully agree with that. Pops. I would say, I guess the most important thing is just getting involved in communities too. Um, when I first started streaming, I, I wanted to do retro really badly and I'm finally getting back into that a little bit. Like always love Mario, but like, I'm going to play some retro. Didn't talk to any other retro streamers. 
no one knows who I am and zero viewers. I yeah, I sat there with my phone watching myself with a different account and Twitch still said I had zero viewers. So Twitch, <laughs> I know you're lying to this day. And so I set up two because I want my affiliate. So I'm watching myself twice and it's looking at me with that big zero. And that's on me because I expect people to come to me randomly. Like, come watch me be play X-Men 2 Clone Wars on Genesis, which I did beat. With zero viewers watching, by the way. You, you, you got to use a VPN. I know. That's what I should. I didn't know. I didn't know. They wouldn't let me watch. This is, it's all over. So that's my advice. I wish I would have known to use a VPN. Yeah. They, they keep, it's like uh, three users on the same IP. I think is what it is. I don't remember. I don't know anymore. I haven't. <laughs> I would get so nervous when it would go from zero to one. I'd be like, I'd sit up straight, and I'd be like, "You're not right. even watching yourself. That's how that's how bad the stream was. Not even watching yourself." Right? <laughs> and then it'd go back down to zero, and I'd be so heartbroken. I'm like, "What did I do wrong?" But like as you said, not every stream is for everyone. You know, people are gonna pop in and out at their leisure. So I turned numbers off, and now my goal: have fun and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. make a fool of myself to the highest caliber. Um, it went, a lot of these people, like, I know when I had like zero, uh, viewers myself for, for a solid year, I had, I had a very similar problem where I was, I didn't want to reach out to other communities cause I didn't want to be like, I'm just hanging out with these communities to get the, their, steal their viewers. Right. I didn't ever right. want to come off that way. That whole, like, right. Want to like, Oh, I don't deserve people hanging out. I don't deserve, yeah, I don't want to come off and just do that. And it's never that, like if you're not putting yourself out there, you're actually depriving someone the opportunity to find someone they really enjoy. Cause there's going to be someone that every, everyone has someone that they enjoy a, a personality archetype. They have uh, something you're every person out here is different and someone else in the world is looking for you as a content creator. But if you're not making it easy to find you, you're depriving someone of a connection that they might've really needed. So you gotta be supportive of yourself. You gotta believe in what you're doing because someone out there might need someone like you. You gotta do your best. You gotta believe in yourself. Because if you can't do it for yourself, do it for the people you meet. Do it for the people you might come to know later. Believe in yourself for yourself and those around you. Very Warm well said. Uh, that that for me ties into mind that I wish I did sooner. That was so beautifully said, Dan. I wish I had believed in myself sooner because it took me my three years anniversary of when I did my very first stream is in two weeks from today. And it took me two years to make a discord. It took me a year to start going to other communities besides the first three that the first three, which were huge streamers that I found. Like I never went into small streams or anything. And I wish earlier I had like made sub badges and had a had a schedule and had a discord for people to come find me like even I, I think I was just so scared of like rejection or nobody joining that like I just didn't do it and if I had done it from the beginning I think it would have been a way different experience and I, I wish earlier on I had just done all the things I could have to make my own make my stream my own and also I wish I had gotten, I had been on camera sooner. Cause I think I didn't, I didn't have a camera for the first like eight to 10 months that I had streamed. And once I turned, I feel like having that camera on really made it a lot more personal for me too. So I wish I had just kind of had like a better setup and it didn't take me two years to make sub badges. So I, I have one thing I want to kind of add to that. Like it's, you don't necessarily have to have a camera. But here's how it helps and why. When people are like raiding, especially like a bigger streamer, 
um, they they want to see the reaction they get. Like that, Carl rated me because no one essentially was watching. I was playing Mario Maker and I had like nine viewers. And Carl's like, oh, here's a small streamer. You know, like the stream that saved me, if I didn't have a webcam, I wouldn't have been rated because he only rated people with webcams because he knew he was a big streamer and he wanted to get a response. He didn't care how many viewers they really had. He generally wanted to raid smaller streamers, but he also wanted to be like, it's that kind of like, it's that chaotic good. It's that chaotic good that let me cause mischief and trouble, but in a positive way. And oftentimes, and I'm going to segue into another story after this it kind of relates to this you just need one light shown on you it's so hard for you to find someone like let me just find this object in a dark room where there's there's just no you're just fumbling around looking for someone wouldn't you rather just go into another room and get an object that's like well lit up like with streaming it's kind of like that if you you are only as visible as you make yourself be um May, you want yourself to be kind of a beacon. Uh, so having that camera is is an opportunity for someone bigger to be like, oh, hey, I want to raid into the stream so I can see what their facial reaction. How are they going to act? What are they going to do? How, how are they going to respond when I bring in a thousand freaking people? And uh, I I could barely talk. I was like, <gasps> I was like, I was like, quick, right, quick, right. pick up the guitar, sing a song. Ah! <laughs> and that, that was my... That, that was my reaction and now now i'm twitch partner like me panicking on if i didn't have a camera never would have happened but you don't necessarily need to have one it's just a little bit harder because you have to be entirely your own light carl showing a light on me uh that that saved me and there's a streamer who i'm like was like my best friend now uh trip draws after carl raided me I was looking for an artist, a streamer who did art, who had like zero views. And um, I went into seven different channels and I said, hello to all these, all these different artists. No one responded. Trip Draws was the first one that did. And I had a stream like a week later where like 30 viewers, I went and rated her and she was kind of in the same boat. Like she was about to quit streaming forever. She was going to quit, but she just needed that one light. And then once that light was shown on her, and once again, I only, I like, she had a camera. I was kind of replicating Carl at that point, but she had a camera. I went to all these different streams. She was the only person that actually cared enough to, even though zero people were in the chat, she was checking it constantly. So if anyone came in, they wouldn't feel left out or like they weren't important. And the, immediately I was like, all right, cool. And I rated her and now she's like, 20 something 30 average viewers now you know like she went from zero after years three years of streaming to like zero people to someone who's actually like known in the community now and it just took one light one light and it and it yeah. all st- started because she had a camera and she made me feel welcomed the, for the out of multiple people all those other streamers i bet you they they either quit streaming or just just still stream to zero people and don't talk to their chat but trip draws she was just absolutely wonderful and kind and welcoming and that i think think that's the big thing is just being welcoming being there for people not just for yourself but being putting yourself out there for people looking for someone like you someone who can who yeah. can talk to you in a way that you want to be talked to so if you're trying to get into streaming line out what 
your goals are, what you want. I just want a community. I miss my brother. I miss my sisters. And I started streaming because I just wanted people around. I, I never yeah. ex expected to make this a job of any sort. Um, but I, I'm glad that I get to do what I do. You freaking rule, dude. You're the best. <laughs> Your story is so inspirational. Like, re really, really inspiring how you got to where you are today. I'm so thankful that we had you on. Glad to be here. Let's see. Um, next, uh, let's see. We are gonna move into let's move into uh some a little bit of self promo as we go ahead and end here. Uh I will I guess I'll go ahead and start. Uh Poncho Taco, you can find me ponchotaco.com. It'll just take you to my Twitch page. But twitch.tv slash ponchotaco. That's primarily why I do stuff. I I I just kind of do live streams. Uh that's what I'm doing. Uh a lot of Mario Maker. Uh Lately, been playing Ocarina of Time for the first time in nearly 20 years with full crowd control turned on, which has been wild. I've been doing that on Friday nights, which has been a lot of fun. Just, I just did it last night. Finally got past. I, I don't know what temple it was. <laughs> Ashley, which which temple was it that I beat last night? Uh, I don't remember the name. The Shadow Temple. Was shadow Temple. Okay, finally got <laughs> through the Shadow Temple. Um, And then I am doing some Elden Ring. So... Uh, good, good time having a good time over there. Uh, but that, that that's it for me. I don't I don't have any like huge things coming up on the horizon. Um, Ashley, what about you? Hello. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ashley with two E's underscore FL. Um, streaming Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday nights. It's always uh, Super Mario Maker 2. And yes, I am the one who still streams Tears of the Kingdom, but very late at night um, after Mario Maker 2 on uh, Thursdays and Saturdays. Just uh sharing my experience there for a little a little bit longer um until my three-year stream which is on the 24th of this month i'm so excited i'm doing a 12-hour stream saturday june 24th 12 to 12 uh eastern time you can also find me on youtube twitter same handle and then i'm also on uh tiktok it's ashley with two e's underscore florida all spelled out um i am cheese pops or I, i'm Dan. cool with whatever cool. it's cool uh, I'm a big fan of Cheese Pops. You should check them out at Cheese Pops. Twitch.tv. <laughs> there we go. You're doing it better. Just do it. Just go. Just go. <laughs> it was so silent. I just didn't want to keep it silent. Uh, you go. You you beat me. You do it. Cheese Pops. Help All me. right. Um, check out I my drink YouTube. Water. Well, that's good water drinking too. Um, my YouTube is actually has some good videos now. So all of that hard work Dan mentioned earlier, editing, doing music, doing video, doing all that stuff. I do none of those things. But two people came out of the woodworks. Uh, Friendly Pet Dog and Juan Gamer have made some videos using my clips. It's actually good. It's actually good YouTube content. And because of all the, the stuff I put on there, no one is seeing it and it makes me sad. So if you can check out my YouTube page, it's it's Cheese Pops with an extra piece somewhere. I'm sure you'll find it. Maybe not because of my terrible content. But they do amazing work on it, and I needed to shout them out. And then the 22nd, I'm doing a Minecraft charity stream. And if you're thinking, when was the last time I saw you play Minecraft? I don't know. It's not going to go well, but I'll do my best. But that's all I got. Awesome. Oh. And uh, Snooky Dan, I, what, what, where can people find you? Uh, you could find me in your heart. 
<laughs> That's dumb. I'm uh, twitch.tv slash Tanuki Dan. I'm also on YouTube, just also Tanuki Dan. You're not going to believe this, but I'm also on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram as Tanuki Dan. I know it's Whoa. ridiculous, but hold on. It gets weirder. There's no uh, way. If you go to uh, Twitter, I'm Tanuki Dan Show. There's like this dead uh, Twitter in another language that was Tanuki Dan that I didn't know existed that was made like nine years ago. But <laughs> besides that, I'm just Tanuki Dan. Um, I, I I play Mario Maker. I've been playing a lot. I, I generally specialize in like I, I do lots of Mario and then I do indie games and then retro um, and if there's something like Nintendo out that I'm really excited about, I'll play that. Um, except, except like Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the only one. But I'm loving watching people play that. Like, I get why it's so loved. Uh, uh, I, I get why it's so loved. It's just not for me. But I love watching people make stuff in it. I love all the creations and everything. But um, you'll generally see me playing... Tough games. You'll find me playing uh, roguelikes. I love roguelikes. Uh, a game I'm going to be playing soon is going to be the uh, the actual retail release of Backpack Hero. It's a uh, it's a roguelike game where your main means of exploring and fighting is inventory management. Hmm. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Super good. Uh, if you'd like the Resident Evil or or, or or Diablo 2 inventory management, that being actually like how you progress and battle in the games, it's super cool. It's it. I'm not sure if it sounds terrible. Someone someone's like that sounds awful, but no, it's <laughs> it's really good. But uh, yeah, but look for me playing more Mario Maker, roguelikes, and retro games that I stream every day except Wednesday and Sunday. Assistant managers everywhere are so excited for that game. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's so good. Yes. Uh, for our listeners, definitely go follow, go check out Tanuki Dan. Awesome guest here on the podcast. Absolutely awesome. Uh, for Arcade Parlor, all of our stuff, uh, arcadeparlorcast.com is our website, landing page for all, uh, all of our own Twitch channels. Uh, the Discord, you can jump on the Discord. You can drop voicemails in there if you want. You can chat about the episodes. Everybody's in there. Hop on into the Discord in there. Um, follow us on the social medias. Uh, we do have some big plans coming up. We are coming up on one year very soon of Arcade Parlor. Coming up on one year. We're going to have some stuff to talk about probably in the next episode. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be putting it on social medias. We'll obviously be putting it on the podcast here. Um, but with that said, I think we I, I think this has been episode 10. Everybody, uh, Ashley, Cheese Pops, Tanuki Dan, thank you for joining today. Thank, thank you for you. having me here. It's been an absolute blast. Always a ton of fun. Always a ton. And we had Dan. We had Tanuki yeah! Dan in the house. Let's go. <laughs> it does not get better than that. <laughs> this is this is also our first live episode. I, I should also say for our listeners, this is our first live episode. It's at the beginning. Twitch.tv slash Arcade Parlor. We're going to start doing this uh, uh, going forward. Uh, obviously, as best as, as best as we can. Uh, but uh, do follow us on here. We are live uh, doing this the Saturday before release is what we typically aim for. Again, we'll have that all on the social medias and the Discord everywhere there when those dates are going to happen monthly. Um, that's it. This has been episode 10. Everyone, thank you. Bye. Adios. Aww. So long. Very well. Bye.